0: Hello, this is Marcelo Pico, founder of the Talk Film Society and host of several podcasts on the Talk Film Society podcast network. Here to introduce episode two of Marking the Marks with Marcus and Marcelo here on the Talk Film Society podcast free feed. Uh, This originally was published on our Patreon on May 28th, 2019. We're already at the tail end of October 2019, so if you want to hear the latest, if you want to hear new episodes of Marking the Marks, uh, go to our Patreon. We have plenty there right now, patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety. That's patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety. Now enjoy this episode where me and Marcus talk Money in the Bank, the WWE pay-per-view uh, with Shaq from the Sequels Podcast. So please enjoy, and if you want more, go to our Patreon.
1: Here comes the money.
2: Here we go. Money
0: talk. Here comes
1: the
3: money. Money, 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 <laughs> money, 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 money
2: dollar,
4: dollar,
3: dollar, dollar, <laughs> Jing, bling, bling, the chatter.
2: You ain't talking money, then you're talking no matter. ching bling, bling, pockets. we the dollar, dollar. So stop it.
3: Welcome to the most muscles you and know. patreon exclusive podcast on the Talk Film Society Podcast Network. Welcome to
0: Marking the Marks with yes.
3: Marcus and Marcelo. Hello.
0: Yeah, hello. <laughs> I
3: am one of the marks. I am uh Marcus Irving. I, I am
0: here. Yeah, and I'm the with- other Mark, Marcelo Pico. And I am I'm also here. Um, Now, if you're jumping in, this is episode, what, it's technically three, but it's also, really, it's episode two. This is the second pay-per-view. Each month, we release these, and we say, hey, we're doing a WWE pay-per-view, and we're talking about it, and it's about wrestling, and that's the thing we do. That's the the gimmick. Marcus knows more about current-day wrestling than I do, but I used to watch wrestling back 20 years ago, so I know some of it, too. And uh yeah, this is episode 2 cuz the first episode we did Marcus was a was a pre WrestleMania like setting up the thing show. So that's kind of that's a bonus episode. So technically, I mean we've done 3, but this is really 2. It's confusing. But yeah. uh yeah yeah yeah. If uh if you're listening to this through the Patreon, thank you. Um if you're eventually listening to this on the free feed, which I'm sure it'll be on, uh uh thanks as well i'm sure it's many months (laughs) um in the future and all of this is out of date but still i hope we enjoy it um so we have a guest we'll bring him in later on but for now it's just me and marcus talking and catching up how have you been marcus i have been
3: great and i want to encourage everybody to Get your guesses in now as to who that mysterious guest is.
0: <laughs> I don't want to reveal who it is. Uh, for those who have or listen to this on like uh, their iPod machines, where they can read the description, they already know. Or if you you know open up the page and see you know the guest uh, listing there, yeah, you guys know. But if you just randomly listen to this and you haven't looked down at your at your podcast device, you have no idea. So you know, be uh, be surprised. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so, what have we done in the subsequent month since we last recorded, Marcus? Um, I mean, I uh, I have continued to uh, you know record podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I as I do, I've written some reviews. I've I've lived life. Um, Sounds I, like you. Yeah, Always it's, living it's life. It's hundred percent me. I'm just living life. That's what I say every day when I wake up. Today, I'm gonna live life.
3: Today, I'm going to be 100%
0: me. Me. This is me. This is the Marcelo Pico Show, starring me, (laughs) executive produced by me, produced by (laughs) me, written by me, directed by me, starring me. Um, But uh, I have not watched a lot of wrestling in that time. That's my big revelation in this opening. Um, I know. I mean, uh, I've... (laughs) I'm dedicating myself to the monthly pay-per-views for sure. I'm not going to go I'm not going I'm going to do I'm not going to do the show and not do that. But I've been very lax about watching the Raws and SmackDowns and any other the wrestling in between. So, what about you, Marcus? Um, have 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 you uh have you maintained your your wrestling watching between uh, WrestleMania and now?
3: Yeah, well, you know me. I I wake up, I <laughs> i look yeah, in the tell mirror. me
0: yeah, tell me your routine of waking up yeah marcus.
3: So it's actually very oddly it's similar to yours i i didn't know that we did we you did this too i i look into the mirror <laughs> i stare and look right in my own eyes and i say welcome to the marcus show
0: <laughs> welcome to the marcus show okay uh
3: yeah and uh it's hosted by by Yours Truly.
0: Oh, so Yours is a talk show or <laughs> Yeah,
3: it's yes, it's like it's just Marcus. That's my yeah. <laughs> and I am I am always the the host and I am sometimes the guest, but oh. every now and then somebody will pop into my life. But after I'm done doing that and I get off and I get away from the mirror, I lock myself in my room. I lock myself in my room, and I just start watching wrestling.
0: <laughs> as as we've talked about on the show, um, and for those who watch wrestling on the regular, I mean, how many hours is there a week? Um, uh, because Raw, isn't Raw three hours? Yeah, Raw is three. Okay, so
3: Here we if go. you want to watch everything that WWE puts out every week, yeah. you're absolutely insane. <laughs> but there are three hours of Raw. Two hours of SmackDown, one hour of 205 Live, one hour of NXT, one hour of NXT UK, one hour Jesus. of WWE main event, and um, and then whatever specials happen to be going up on the network, which they are putting them
0: out all the time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, so, I, also for, I also forgot to mention, I uh, to timestamp this, this is May 20th. This is a month after WrestleMania. We're going to be talking about Money in the Bank. Um and uh yeah, so I mean so how many hours is that, Marcus? Have you have you calculated That'd it out? That'd be 9 plus extras. 9 plus extras. So yeah. roughly, let's say like 10 hours. 9 to 10 hours, 9 to 12, I don't know. Yeah. N- 9 to 15 and hours, who knows. Yeah, I'm not saying I watch all that.
3: I just do Raw and Smackdown and I'll catch the occasional other thing here and there. Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, there is a whole lot out there if you want to experience it.
0: Yeah, but uh, I, you know, um, I watched some uh, Raws after WrestleMania, obviously, because if you haven't listened to that WrestleMania episode with uh, me and Marcus and our guest, Ali, go back and listen to it. I had some thoughts about, you know, what happened, uh, you know, uh, with that Becky Lynch triple threat match. And I was interested to see how it, it would play out in the raw subsequent and uh yeah i saw some of those but other than that nope i I'm, I'm i'm i have not been a regular wrestling fan but hey it's because i'm busy you know i got a website to run i got things to write and podcasts to do um i'm just jealous that you you know you have the time to do that marcus because yeah, i i mean i mean sure you're gonna see raw tonight right Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's Monday night. You guys see Raw. Um, what, uh, okay, you've been watching wrestling for how long now? A few years?
3: Um, yes, yeah, about a year and a half. I've been watching since December of 2017.
0: Okay, so you've been through this cycle, well, like at least like two and a half times now, this yearly cycle. Um, is, for me, in back when I used to watch it back in 1998, 99, um, and I'm sure this is still the case, isn't like the, the month after WrestleMania kind of just like, not as, <laughs> it's like kind of lackluster. It's like, oh. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely
3: true. Yeah, has has it
0: been the but, case uh, this time? <clears throat> yeah, de- most definitely.
3: But it's also like the way WWE programming has been as of late, it's It's really genuinely not noticeably any different than the last six months before it. Like, it's been pretty... You're, you're jumping in at a really weird time, Marcelo. <laughs> things, are, <laughs> things are tanking hard. Things are not so good every week. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah.
0: Like, have you heard anything about ratings? <laughs> okay. Tell me about the ratings. And, and also for those wondering, we're not going to get into the actual like storylines uh, for Money in the Bank until we bring in our guests. So tell me like, – well, we'll talk business. This is the business part of the show. And, uh, and reminder, keep getting those guesses in. But, uh, <laughs> send but send th- them in, uh, text them in, and, and 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 we'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Yeah, tell me, Marcus, how how are the ratings on uh, WWE?
3: Yeah, they've been consistently dropping since ever, ever since like September, October of last year. Jeez. And like like every single week, they hit a new record low, and and they'll occasionally bounce back, but not much. And it's just. And they. Like. 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 Two or three times within the last month or two, they have set their record low ratings. Uh. Ever. Which happened in 1990 something. Wow. During a Christmas show, and they've beaten that somehow. That's. And uh.
0: Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I, had no, yeah. I had no idea that was going on. I had no idea. And,
3: and it's. It's kind of. If I, I, if I had to make a guess as to what it is, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I've been watching for a year and a half, as we just said. But, like, storylines and stuff, they are dipping in quality. Like, what what did you last see, Marcelo? You saw some pretty good stuff, like The Miz and the Kofi Kingston and the Becky Lynch stuff. I'd say all of that was mostly handled very well, right? Mostly, but, yeah, yeah. But that is a rarity, <laughs> and uh like, since then in the last month i could not tell you much of a story that's been happening that's been decent i i, I don't know anything more than decent and i don't know and just like they th- they just raw itself they fill up three hours every week and i don't know how i i don't i don't know exactly what the problem is but there are long periods of Every show. Even if it's one that I end up liking, there are long periods in it that are just boring and I want to tune out.
0: It is it is insane to me that it's been bumped up to three hours because it used to be two hours long and yeah. it was a decent um, decent show to watch every they week. Just, they, they really don't know how to fill it well.
3: You get the same stuff week after week. Like, like, like uh, let's say, in the month since... Every single Raw and every single SmackDown, this guy, this new guy named Lars Sullivan, he has come out and done. He came out, he does this slow entrance, he looks menacing, he beats up somebody you're supposed to like, and that's it. (laughs) And that has happened all the time. (laughs) That, That has happened every single episode since, and like, even just that, it only takes two or three minutes but like as soon as you hear his music or see him come out you're like oh my god this again who cares <laughs> and that's the best I can I can describe it as like who cares
0: <laughs> so so this brings up this um, we've we've talked through DM about a little a little little rumbling well not rumbling it's gonna happen uh, a new wrestling organization is coming up called the AEW. What does that stand for, Marcus? Absolutely. That is All Elite Wrestling. It yeah. is um,
3: started by the... Uh, okay, there are... There was a stable in... Like a wrestling stable like uh, DX or whatever. Yeah, In um, New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor, they kind of went around those scenes of Cody Rhodes. He's kind of the leader uh, the young bucks, they're this tag team. Chris Jericho kind of gets roped in there. Kenny Omega kind of gets roped in there. And these, they they left last year. They all left. Hang Adam Hangman Page. The last year, Marty Skrull. Okay, <laughs> last year they all left New Japan and Ring of Honor or wherever they were. And uh, they came together and they've got the backing of the of the guy who. Owns the Jacksonville Jaguars or something. I think that's who it is. And they've got the backing of this guy, and they've been building up this new wrestling promotion. And it just got announced a week ago that they're going to be having a weekly show in the fall on TNT, which ah. is a gigantic uh, cable network that, like, one of the biggest cable networks they can be on. Yeah. So it looks like this is like legitimate WWE competition and they have their first pay-per-view show on next week.
0: Yeah. Um, what, what, de, what date is that? The 25th? Mm, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. 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 Whatever. Sounds right. Um, <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, so it's going to be, I'm going to predict already. What? Well, wait, do we know what night's going to fall on? This this new AEW I weekly show? I think it's Saturday. Tw- 26th, sa- by the way. Was it Saturday the 25th it's happening? The AEW? No, it's the 20th pay-per-view. today,
3: so it would be in f- five days. What would it be? I don't know.
0: Yeah, so it's a Saturday, right? Yeah, I think it's a Saturday, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm just hung up on a date. No, but do, do we know what date the fall show, the weekly show is going to fall on? You don't know? We do not
3: know any. There aren't many details. It's just TNT put out a tweet last week that was like AEW is coming. Yeah, because
0: mm. I am old enough, Marcus, and I don't know. Because I mean, did, did you watch any wrestling as like a as like a young kid? I was a really young kid. Very very
3: minimum. I no. saw like a pay per view. Okay. And then I played the video
0: games. That's yeah. That's mo- that's most of my exposure to it. Because your generation and you're younger than me, I have to say. Your generation uh, has only experienced WWE, right? There hasn't been a major competitor uh, against it for what seventeen years or something like that. Um, ever since ever since the WWE bought the WCW, which was its main competitor, um, and uh, the Raw, uh, the Attitude Era. Uh, on Raw was uh, mostly it mostly came out of uh, that competition between WWE and the WCW because they both had their shows on the same night. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna predict this will be a ratings like a push for both of these brands now. So, oh, well, these organizations. So yeah, so I, I'm hoping that maybe the storylines will be better. They'll not, they, they'll not have competition and they'll be like, hey, we have to try. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that,
0: yeah, you would hope. You would hope yeah. that's what happens. At least, yeah, that's my hope, Marcus. All right. Yeah, that is my hope <laughs> as well. <laughs> and, and and we'll get to the pay per view and how I felt about these storylines and these matches. I'm not gonna reveal it yet. I don't want to tease that. Um, but hey, okay. Speaking of Raw, though, one of us went to a Raw show in the in in the in between time. Uh, Marcus, and uh, get your guesses in now. That was. <laughs> we're going to give you tw- we're going to give you an hour to guess. All right, let's move on. <laughs> we're going to reveal at, at the end of the show. No, Marcus, it was you. You went to a raw show. That's right, Marcus Irving. Little raw. little
3: boy went to Monday Night Raw. Now, was this your? It was it wasn't your first right show. No, that was my second raw show. They came to. I live in Iowa. They came to Des Moines. Uh, last year and it was the first time they'd been there in years apparently and for raw specifically because the year before i also went to a smackdown show and that was before i was watching anything before i knew anything and i had a really awesome time and yeah i like i just told you watching the show every week isn't always the easiest but when you're in the seats it is is such a different experience yeah. you're just excited like like Holy crap! I seen that person on TV, and they're here, and that's it's cool. Like they're I don't know they're like real life superheroes, kind of like it's
0: yeah. like. I, yeah, cool. I would love to go to a show. I was talking off Mike to you, Marcus, about how I think next month in June they're they're coming to Austin. Raw is, and I was thinking about getting tickets, but I don't know. I wasn't sure, so I'm still up in the air about that. I'll I'll eventually want to go to a show. Oh but uh, yeah, I would encourage it. Yeah, I'm sure I will. Um I w- and uh if I do go, I'm gonna have to keep up the tradition of recording segments for this podcast mm-hmm. on the show because hey, yep. like Matt Curion did at WrestleMania, you recorded uh some segments at, at the raw taping. Yep. And um, what was the date? I don't I actually don't know. I shouldn't know. I have to look it up April later.
3: April fifteenth, maybe? Possibly. No, I Ta- don't know. Tax day. If,
0: April something.
3: <laughs> no, it was earth day. It was the same day. Earth day was whenever earth day was.
0: Okay. Uh, Siri, when is earth day? She's not responding. Um, okay. I, 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 I'll, i look it up. So you, okay. So do you want to just play the segments now and have the, have the listeners uh, judge you? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here- <laughs> yeah. Judge me. <laughs> so here's microserving live. Uh, at the Raw Taping. Uh, what, what, what was the stadium name? Uh, Wells Fargo Arena in, in the Des Moines. Wells Iowa. Fargo Arena in where? Des Moines. Des Moines, Iowa. Iowa. That's it. Here we go. Enjoy.
4: Hello, everybody. It is uh, your trusty host, Marcus Irving, here, recording live straight to your devices from my car where I'm driving in very rainy weather on this lovely Monday the April the 22nd I am going to go pick up my friends and we are going to go to <clears throat> Monday Night Raw and I will be taking you inside the arena with me and you will be hearing all the reactions from the crowd on this regular old Monday Night Raw episode I hope you have fun. I hope I have
3: fun. I bet I'll have fun. Hello again, uh, listeners. I found my seat. I am uh, sat down. I have went and got some merch. And we're just waiting for the show to start. About an hour to go. Everybody's willing. Already having fun. See, I told you I would.
1: Back in.
4: Irving.
0: Ah, that was a good clip. Wow, that's good. That's <laughs> good stuff. Good job, Marcus. Uh, it sounded Thanks, like you like had fun. Oh, Thanks, I, should, I should mention this. Okay, uh, Marcus was very, very eager to tell me uh, to watch it live, which I did not, unfortunately. Yeah, I should have, but um, I was out that night. But when I when I was out, I looked down at my phone and saw. I think you had, you, had, you, had, you, had, uh, you had a screenshot of one of the signs you had made. You made two signs. And t- 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 tell me about those signs, Marcus. Right.
3: So I, I went to Raw to have fun, but I was also partly there for shameless self-promotion. <laughs> I had tickets on the camera side so you could see me. Not exactly clearly, but I did pop up at a few points. And uh, I had two, I brought two signs with me. One of them uh, was plugging our Patreon, where you could possibly be listening to this right now. Uh, Patreon, it said patreon.com slash society. And uh, my second sign was a very personal message from me (laughs) saying hi to
0: my co-host, Marcella Pico. (laughs) Oh, that is the sweetest gesture gesture the sweetest thing anybody's ever done for me marcus and i
3: made extra sure to try to get it on screen while becky lynch was there and i think i sort of
0: succeeded i think you did pull it off i i I posted some screenshots on twitter and yeah like if you squint and if (laughs) you know if uh, i I think i got as close as possible because like (laughs) I think that the cameramen and the editors of the show were just trying to avoid <laughs> your Probably. sign as much as possible. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> but but, but uh, good job, Marcus, and thank you for promoting the show and saying hi to me uh, via screenshots of uh, Becky Lynch, and that 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 will forever that will forever be on the WWE network. You know that yep. episode of Raw with you holding up that sign and that quick brief shot of Becky Lynch in the frame. So. Thank you. Gonna live forever. Ah, uh, speaking of living forever. Uh, this show is gonna live forever in the minds of our fans. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> as yep. we as we move on, is there anything else we want to touch on before we go into the next segment and we bring in our guest? Um. Anything? I could any- do, I could do a little more business stuff. Okay. What's uh, what's what's going on business wise? So with, it's not just wrestling.
3: It is not just that the fans are unhappy. Uh, that has also. Boiled over backstage. A lot of wrestlers are unhappy. Ooh. And even higher up people. Writers have been getting fired. Left and right. For the stupidest possible reasons. Um, like what? Uh, <clears throat> yeah sure. Bret Hart. Um, he got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. And in his speech. He mentioned uh, Vince McMahon. Right. Like you would expect anybody to do. Yeah. But. Vince McMahon as a hard rule. He does not want anyone ever mentioning his name in Hall of Fame acceptance speeches. What's why? I don't know. But the the uh, the uh, guy that was go was helping Bret Hart write his speech. He uh, did not get fired, but he quit before he got fired sure. because because Bret Hart mentioned Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon does not like that, so he quit. That's the and craziest
0: thing I've ever heard. <laughs>
3: it's absolutely, it's fucking insane. Vince McMahon is a goddamn madman. He needs to be stopped. Yeah. And that's that he's one of three or four writers in the last couple months that have like since WrestleMania that have quit. Wow. And also there are wrestlers most notably probably Sasha Banks uh oh, She was yeah, yeah she, she was women's tag team champion up until WrestleMania where her team lost and uh, she has not been seen a second since then. Wow. Uh, they're they're she's unhappy with her character. They don't utilize her well, and so it's all it's all hearsay. You don't. It's all rumor. But but and like whatever you got to believe the reports that come out. But um. But yeah, and she's one of and we haven't seen her since we do not know what's up with her. She's probably locked into a contract and couldn't leave if she wanted. But um and with AEW coming, they tr- they're trying to lock down people in their contracts and like they're offering people more money, they're offering people super long deals for like years and years so that they can't leave and go to a competitor like uh Luke Harper who you probably don't know at all, but he, he, um, he's a really good wrestler. He's a really cool wrestler. Um, and he very publicly said, I want, I have, uh, he put out a note on his Twitter that I requested, um, a release from his contract and they did not, they not only did they not honor it, they, uh, um, tacked on an extra six months or something because in wow. like because in that time period uh, he was under contract he got injured and if you're injured for more than a certain amount of time they can add that time back onto your contract so yeah the, and the revival is another team that are very publicly stated we don't want to be here anymore and <laughs> they're, <laughs> what they're dealing with them so sasha banks and luke harper they've just been off tv off of the road we don't know what's up with them yeah and and the
0: revival what uh, let me ask you about sasha banks and and uh and her situation because like yeah wasn't she the one who tweeted out or she like unfollowed like wwe on on social media or something and she followed aew and is that what happened and i didn't hear about that I think or or, 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 or who, who am I thinking of cuz didn't we have like a dm discussion over it like weeks ago and I think it was her anyway cuz I was like what's going on with this and you and you're like oh no it happens all the time so Oh that, yes, yes, yes. She yeah. she tweets out some ominous
3: stuff and that's something she's done for a very long time. Yeah.
0: But yeah, but it's it says something that she hasn't been seen. I mean, is that like a regular thing like somebody just disappears and like they're still under I, contract?
3: Yeah, they said like that she was going on like a a like a forced few weeks off to to like reconsider her position of wanting to leave kind of because she's so, a really she's a very big star and yeah. so they really don't want to they would not let her leave if she wanted to, but they want her to want to stay so they can keep using her. Yeah. And uh, anyway, and it's worth mentioning the revival. (laughs) Tell uh, me about that. Tell me about that. They, um, they have publicly kind of been like, we want out. They requested their release. They were not granted it. And instead of like Luke Harper, Luke Harper, who is just going to be on the shelf for a year, the revival are on TV and they're, um doing Vince McMahon humor, trying to humiliate them, basically. Uh, like the two weeks ago, uh, the Usos went backstage and caught the revivals shaving each other's backs. What? And the next week, the Usos went backstage and replaced the revivals uh, uh, what was it icy hot with uh, Usy hot because they're the USOs. Um, which uh superheated up their balls or something, I don't know. What? And they were in the they were in the middle of the ring dragging their butts on the on the on the ring and I don't know, they're just trying to do stupid shit with them to try to lower their value or
0: whatever. Oh boy. It sucks. It's it's a terrible situation. Yeah, it it sounds like it. So yeah, um it's, it's... <laughs> Behind the scenes it's not going well at the WWE, I take nope. it. Nope. No. Far from it. Damn. Okay. There's something else I wanted to bring up and I already forgot what it was. God, what you got, buddy? Remember. Man, I, I I'm a bad host. I just there's... I I was about I was about to say it. I'm glad you did. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Marcus. <laughs> I swear there's something I should have written it down. Maybe it'll come up once we bring on a guest. So that's that's good. We we caught up the behind the scenes stuff I didn't know about. I'm glad you you brought it up because it gives me new insights. I'm just gonna say, watching this pay per view, money in the bank, um, you know, I had something. I had one firm mind coming in and coming out, and what you just said just kind of changes it for me. So <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk more about that. I'm gonna be less sketchy in the next segment. Um. Alright, Marcus, was there any other business? Any anything else? No, no, no.
3: Uh no. No, no let's let's business. go on to that next segment. Let's uh let's finally unveil who that special guest is. Yeah, and we'll unveil who it is
0: after this brief musical break. <laughs> Marcus, did you enjoy that break? I loved listening to that music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my 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 key to picking the music for this show is just pick a, a random wrestler we talked about in this episode and just play their theme music. So honestly, I have no idea who I'm gonna put in for the for that drop. So we'll, we'll find out. Uh, you know, hey Marcus, quick side question before bringing in our guest. Uh, currently on the on the WWE roster, who's your favorite? Um, What is your favorite theme song? Oh man,
3: (laughs) that is a tough question. Actually, I I'm actually super into WWE theme songs, but uh, let me say somebody that you have not heard yet, (laughs) and it's going to be, (laughs) you know, no, 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 no. We'll
0: say that. Say somebody that you have heard. Um, Okay. Shit, I don't
3: know. I don't know. Just
0: you know, think think about that. And we'll ask our guests the same question. Maybe you'll come up with, yeah. with your answer. Damn All it. right, um, I got my answer. Our guest for this episode, where we discuss Money in the Bank, is Shaq Lambert. Hey, Shaq.
2: What's up? What's happening? What's popping?
0: Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm excited you're on. Uh, you know, Quick behind the scenes of this podcast. I was like, Marcus, we need to have guests for each episode. And Marcus was like, okay, I have some ideas. And the top two names uh we've already had them uh, on the show already uh Allie and Shaq so th- those are the top two names we wanted because Duncan i know a.
2: i appreciate that i'm uh, i'm considered a top uh, pick yeah it's, it's great
0: <laughs> so uh, cuz i'm like i i i know this from following your account uh on twitter shaq i mean you're 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 huge into wrestling uh, you're one of the many people on there who are just enthusiastic about it. I'm like, yeah, and and of course, I'm a huge fan of yours on sequels, and and uh, yeah, I I was like, yeah, it's it's a no brainer, Marcus. Right? We did, we had to have Shack on the show. Absolutely,
2: yeah. I I respect that. I appreciate that. Thank you, Marcelo. I also appreciate you having me on this platform or even making this platform. It's fucking sweet, and I always will appreciate it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm always just up for like, Hey, let's, let's do a podcast. Let's, let's come up with a good idea and let's, let's just do it. That's kind of how this show ended up being a thing. Cause I, I talked to Marcus on an episode of my old podcast um, where we just, I was like, I go, Marcus, what's, this, what, what's a topic we can talk about? Right. And Marcus was like, Oh, wrestling. So, okay. Let's talk wrestling. And that's where this show, you know, where it, it came about. We, we watched a uh, Royal Rumble this past year.
3: Right, right, me and Marcus, right. yeah,
0: yeah, and that you know what, Marcelo, what's that? You
3: give me, you give me, you give me a question.
0: <laughs> okay, fine. I'll oh, send you brought you the, you already found <laughs> an answer to the question. <laughs>
3: no, 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 no. Is this is this the first official Talk Film Society spinoff podcast?
0: Um, if you if you want to get, can we use that in our branding? If <laughs> if, if you want to get into the Talk Film Society lore. Um, unfortunately, no, Marcus. This is not the first uh, official spinoff. The first official spinoff was "Hey, What You Watching?" with me, Matt Curione. That was a spinoff from the original Talk from Society podcast back five years ago. So, sorry, Marcus. a
2: TFSCU out here, incredibly, <laughs> wrong. Yeah. incredibly the, the, wrong.
0: The TFSCU. I mean, I mean, we could have like a crossover event, and you know, you know, bring bring in new podcast hosts, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. I, I Dude, you I, need to have
2: other, like other people just show up for like five minutes. Have many show up on this show. It's like I don't watch wrestling. What the fuck am I here for? <laughs> that's
0: that, that's when Sarah Sorrentino will be on. Uh, <laughs> she she has no idea what's happening <laughs> with wrestling. So, like. Oh, I would
2: love to just I would love to just sit down, and hang out with Sarah, and, and have her watch a wrestling pod uh, like a whole pay per view, and just her just going, "What the fuck is happening?" Because we already <laughs> made her watch. We made her watch Surfs Up too, which has a bunch of WWE superstars stars she knew all of like two of them <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is yeah i you know i i i come in i came into the war of bumble knowing what wrestling is was a fan like 18 whatever 20 years ago so i knew what to expect mostly but yeah anybody who has like never seen it you know watching one of these what the hell would they even think they'd be like what what is going on i don't know so maybe one day I'll, I'll I'll convince Sarah to get like a free trial, you know, of the WWE network and have her watch one of the pay-per-views. So maybe we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, uh, yeah, cutting to the chase, you know, I got back into it mostly because of Becky Lynch and her storyline at the War of Humble. Um, fucking
2: best. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's, that's when I jumped back in. I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. And, uh, I mean, Marcus, you've been a fan since, what, 2017, right? That's what you said? Yep. Yeah. That's right. So we want to know, Shaq, uh, your history with wrestling. When did you get into it? And how much of a fan are you now?
2: Okay, I started way back in, like, 2006. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, uh, what was, what it was like? I knew about the Attitude Era. That's when, like, a lot of my friends were watching it, but I was like, uh, I don't have the channel for it. So, like, I'm probably just not going to get invested. And then it was one year. I think it was right after WrestleMania 22 had happened and my brother's friends were watching it and I just stumbled upon it. And the first match I ever saw. In full was Edge versus Mick Foley, their hardcore table match. Oh my where, god! Where oh wow. I <laughs> see, I see Edge spear Mick Foley through a table on fire. I'm like, this is the dopest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. And Jack, just
3: you go- are, you are speaking directly to me. I had almost that same experience. I I used to have that that DVD for some reason of that WrestleMania. I got it from a garage sale. I would watch that match over and over and over, just. it's absolutely insane
2: exactly so at that point i was watching it week to week like every week like this is this is so cool and i was still in that mindset of like oh all this stuff is happening like for real for real like this is all legit even though i see stuff like undertaker quote-unquote dying i'm like no that i still just buy into it and then there was a point where eventually i as i grew up into more of a teenager i got disillusioned with it around like i want to say 2008 or so so I just like stopped. I still occasionally like every like couple months. I'm like, oh, what's happening over here? I never really fully got back into it until at about 2013 or 2014. It was another WrestleMania where I was like with some friends from college, and we were just randomly re- reminiscing about like wrestling. It's like, hey, you know, let's just watch a random WrestleMania, like whatever one was coming up. Since it was in like a couple weeks. So we watched it and we were hating all of it. We're just like, <laughs> this, this sucks. This is really boring. And then it wasn't until Undertaker versus CM Punk where we got super invested into it again. I was like, guys, I think we might be into it again. So at that point, I watched pretty much constantly ever since, right at a, at this current moment. I stopped watching week to week because it's just way too much of an investment. It's like at least five, six hours a week. Yeah. I don't have enough time to do that when I'm busy with like enjoying other things. But I still always watch the pay-per-views. I always still keep up with it. I still watch all the news. I'm still a big wrestling fan. It's just I don't watch it. I, still en- I just still enjoy all of it but watching aside yeah. from like pay-per-views.
0: We just did the and- cal- we, we we did the calculation in the last segment. Uh, Marcus uh, came up with a total of like nine plus hours of WWE content per week. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's not it's to mention
2: lot. like I, I've been to a bunch of live shows. Like I've been to the uh, two WrestleManias, the one from last oh, wow. year and the year before. Uh, I bought I just bought my tickets for SummerSlam and NXT Takeover that same weekend because they're coming to Toronto. Like I'm still all in on this shit. <laughs> oh, that's
0: awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, Marcus has been to a few live events. Uh, I have not. I, I want to eventually. I keep saying that. I know they're coming to Austin here in a few months. But, yeah, I'm going to eventually go. Um, yeah. I, I have to make sure that Becky Lynch will be there, though. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> My only thing left I have to do is at least hit uh, Royal Rumble. Because I've hit three ah. of the big four pay-per-views already.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um. Okay. So that's a good that's a good preamble we we know who uh we know where shaq lies in the uh you know you know wwe fanver, uh, fandom sorry and also I was, I was trying to say fandom and also universe because that's the thing that's something i learned on the show um the fans are called the wwe universe right
2: it's a stupid thing yeah they, they established <laughs> yeah. this is like what 20 around like 2010 2011 because they're trying to do like more social media shit and that's when they're like oh hey yeah we'll just call ourselves the wwe universe
0: which is confusing as hell. Because, like, yeah, it's not... You'd think that, w- that would be, like, the, the wrestlers themselves, or, like, the, the company, but no, it's the fans. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, it's dumb. It's
2: I think dumb. it's just, like, the ecosystem in which the WWE system <laughs> lives in.
0: <laughs> it's, like, it's own like, Biodome. like, it's all... Yeah. In <sighs> um, Money in the Bank. Let's talk about that. um So, yes, I watched the whole thing this morning. Um, I, oh, actually, I caught... Uh, some of it live last night. Then I had to uh, podcast and do some other stuff as I always do on Sundays. But um, not to jump ahead, but <laughs> I, I I I turned it on and I was was right there for the Becky Lynch matches in the middle, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which which we'll talk about more in depth a bit later. But yeah, I saw all those and then like I think one after and then then that then that was it. But uh, yeah, I I I I did WrestleMania last month. You know with me and Marcus and, and Allie. but i that one I still did not see the whole way through because yeah
2: i don't blame you because it 's like seven eight hours.
0: I was going to say yeah yeah it's it's it 's a, it's a, it's almost a full day 's commitment, and uh, even I mean, being there it
2: 's like the most exhausting shit ever because like half by the time it 's halfway through the show you 're exhausted like <laughs> i 'm just like I just want to go home at this point
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that was, uh, that was uh, Matt Curion 's experience because he went to WrestleMania last month. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he he said by the end, of it, he was very tired. But yet, it was like the best night of his life. So, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Marcus, uh, did you watch it the whole way through live? Oh no, I already know the answer. But you, you, uh, you tell me, tell me. Yeah, the money in the bank. Yeah, I uh, no, I I caught it from the
3: beginning. I watched fr- I watched the first three or four hours, but then as soon as Game of Thrones started, uh. I turned. That was the finale, the series finale, of Game of Thrones was on the same night, so yep. I turned off Money in the Bank, went to Game of Thrones, and then came back after. I just fucking, I just fucking, you, re-
0: I, I remembered that Game of Thrones was last night, I just totally forgot. But yeah, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah, uh, Shaq, well, uh, did you do the same thing? Did you just stop when Game of Thrones was on? <laughs>
2: oh, no, was I was I was already outside. like, I was already out with, like, dinner with my family, and then I, ah. after that, I went straight to, like, a friend's house. And then watched the finale and then watched Barry and then went home and I was way too exhausted to watch Money in the Bank. So I literally started it like this morning and just spent the day watching through all the <laughs> matches and stuff. I managed yeah. to finish it just in time before we started recording. <laughs> Perfect
0: timing. Yeah. I guess I, I watched like – was it, it was four – it was like three hours and like 48 minutes I think was the counter. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I watched the bulk of it this morning too. So – Yeah, so we've all watched it, Uh, and now we're going to talk about how many matches were there, Marcus? There are, including the pre-show match, which we're not going to talk about, um, (laughs) there were 11 total. All right, so we'll talk about the 11 matches here. Yeah. So, here we go. Let's let's just jump into the first match. What was the first match, Marcus? Very first, we started off with a bang, with
3: the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, That's Naomi, Carmella... Naomi versus Carmella versus Nikki Cross versus Randy. er uh, Randy! <laughs> Randy Rhodes. <laughs> Randy, Rose. Randy, Randy in the women's match. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow. Mandy, Mandy Rose uh, versus Ember Moon versus Dana Brooke versus Natalia versus Bailey. Yeah.
2: So wait, uh,
0: Marcel, I have a qu- quick question.
2: Yes. Was this like your first ever Money in the Bank ladder match?
0: It was because I stopped watching. Oh, wow. Yeah, I stopped watching. Yeah. No wait. It, um. Match? No. You know, you know what? I'll, I'll backtrack. It was definitely my first Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Okay. But the first Money in the Bank match, I'm pretty sure I saw a... Because I did a, a lot of Becky Lynch research before before WrestleMania. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I saw at least one or two of her matches where they did a, uh, a Money in the Bank.
2: Oh, so, okay, yeah. Probably
0: from the ones from like the years past. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. So, no. But this is... this I've seen these before, and I think back in the day, they... Uh, I think I saw maybe the first Money in the Bank match back back when the uh, uh, the WWE was WWF and they were all about tables, ladders, and chairs. Like they like they. they oh like, oh. No,
2: no! You watch yeah, you watch TLC Money in the Bank didn't come in until like I think like mid two thousand.
0: Yeah, so I, I may have watched. They didn't have a name for it, but they had like a thing where it's like oh, it's like. Uh, oh. What, what are those matches called when like you have like the the title above the ring and you have to oh, just, a, it's, it's a ladder, ladder match it's
2: yeah. actually ladder, ladder matches match, or t l c
0: okay yeah so okay i I'm getting everything confused but um i mean yeah I've seen variants of this obviously, but uh yeah this may have been maybe my first or second uh sorry second or third money in the bank match so yeah gotcha to answer your question but i think this is a, definitely the first I had like eight people in it, so it's a lot um I, I, yeah, let me jump in. I'll say I I like this a lot. I did this first match. Uh, a big reason why I started watching wrestling again and wanted to do the show is because of the women's division, which has definitely changed since like when I first started watching it back like twenty years ago. Um, it's just it's just so much fun to watch, and like they are just so good, <laughs> and like <laughs> and they, they 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 take their hits you know just as well as like any any guy you know uh, wrestling. So. And, yeah, so I was a big fan of this match, and I like how it ended, um, just to give you, like, a brief, you know, synopsis of how I felt about that thing. But, uh, Shaq, how'd you feel about this first match?
2: Oh, it, it was a fun match. It was essentially what I expected. I think it started off a little bit awkwardly as they were trying to get, like, more used to the ladder spots but as it went on there was a lot more just really cool shit happening and then it felt it flowed naturally like it was it was a really really fun match there's a lot of fun spots i also loved naomi's like her big moment when there's like two ladders between her and she does the splits under like to dodge oh Naomi yeah laps. yeah
0: yeah really fun
2: naomi's so fucking cool but yeah i know I, I had a lot of fun with it uh, marcus
0: what, uh, what'd you think about this match
3: yeah, I thought it was super, super fun. A really awesome way to start off the show. I was really into it the whole time. Uh, my, the coolest spot for me was uh, Ember Moon's. Uh, she did her eclipse off the top of a ladder, straight in, like into off, from outside the ring into the ring. Thought that was so cool. Um, Dana Brooke, she's been kind of getting more airtime recently, and she had some really cool standout stuff here, where like where she was hanging from the briefcase at the top
2: oh that that actually fucking terrified me because i'm like that is <laughs> yeah. that is a high drop and for you to be swinging yeah. that much i'm like oh oh boy <laughs> please don't die <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, that's exactly like we'll we'll get into it more with the men's match specifically but, like, oh, there are man. So, these there are so many insane things about these matches that just they're so impressive to watch like how the hell are these people doing that how are how is any of this happening?
0: Yeah, uh, it, um, there, there's a moment when um, a, a ladder fall. And if, excuse me if I get any of these names wrong, but uh, there's a ladder that falls like on the hip of I think Bailey, and it looked like a real like damn hit, and she got hit pretty pretty damn hard. So yeah. stuff like that, like that's not, not planned and it just happens like that. That that gets me. I'm like God, yeah these these wrestlers. Like it's 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 not all fake, man. They're they're out there with like playing these with these real you know <laughs> real things that can hurt you. So moments like that get me going. Like oh god, yeah, this is actually real. So there's plenty of moments of that in the match, especially like the suplexes on the on the ladders and all this stuff. Uh, so how it ended? Oh, I have to ask this question. So out of these eight, like how many of these uh, women wrestlers are like? big names because i have no real idea i mean bailey i'm guessing is a big name right Na- yeah
2: naomi yeah. Is, the,
0: is probably the biggest
2: name in this match because she wait, do you, wait are you familiar with the four horsewomen i think so <laughs> who are they again it's it's essentially Char- charlotte sasha banks becky lynch and bailey
0: okay They're yeah essentially
2: yeah. like the four lead women who kind of spearheaded this whole like shift in perspective of women's wrestling especially yeah. in the wwe so she was the biggest name. And other than that, I would say Natalia is a relatively big name because she's associated with Bret Hart because she's her uh, his uh,
0: niece. Ah, OK. I-, I don't think I knew that. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Otherwise, so, like they're all they're all like relatively they're, like they're all popular names. It's just at least the, t- the main two is Bailey and, and Natalia.
0: OK, gotcha. So I'm guessing either one of those are kind of like a, a shoe in the wind, right? It was kind of between Bailey and Natalia, I'm guessing.
2: Honestly, it was more between well Bailey and uh, I would say Mandy Rose because they've been kind of giving her the bigger kind of dose of attention in the past couple of months.
0: Ah, uh, Marcus, was there any like uh, good backstories, any storylines with with this match in particular?
3: Uh yeah, they tied in with Mandy Rose very very well. She's been kind of having kind of a falling out kind of thing with her uh, tag team partner. Um, uh Peyton so- or no? Sonya Deville, Sonya Deville, yeah, and uh, actually Marcella, uh Paige. She used th- those three used to be a uh, tag team stable. Ah, but uh, you know Paige. but uh, yeah, Paige. Mandy Rose. Yeah. yeah, they've <laughs> been kind of <laughs> they've been kind of teasing a little bit of a breakup between those two and Sonya and Mandy had to decide only one of them could be in the match, and then mm-hmm. near the end of it. Everybody was down, including Mandy, and then Sonya came out of nowhere to like lift Mandy on her shoulders and <laughs> climb her up That's the right. ladder. Yeah. That was
0: so badass. That's impressive. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, yeah, then Bailey comes in and ends up winning, which I I liked. I appreciated that because uh, I, you know, it's it, it's one of those moments where I'm pretty sure I've seen her wrestle before in another match, right? In my limited time coming back to wrestling, but she's one of those personalities where I'm like, oh. I like her, just from seeing her, her charisma in this in this match, and seeing her win. I'm like, yeah, I'm a fan of hers. And we'll talk more about her later. So, not to spoil things, but well, <laughs> I don't know. Is is or spoilers a thing for this podcast? I don't think so. <laughs> not really. Like, I'm assuming that people who listen to it have watched the show <laughs> <laughs> and are not like watching with the podcast. Imagine that if somebody's watching the pay per view with the podcast. Don't do that. They, sounds... watch
3: the, they watch the match, pause it, listen to us talk
0: about the match. <laughs> it's like, damn it, pause you spoiled it right before back. it happened. <laughs> <laughs> and now, listeners, pause it and watch the next match. What, what is the next match, Marcus?
3: Okay, Um. yeah, so after the Women's Money in the Bank, there's a little vignette that will be important later. Uh, Sami Zayn, who replaced Braun Strowman in the Money in the Bank ladder match, he came backstage to talk to Triple H to complain about... St- being scared of Strowman And we'll talk more about that later, but um um the next match was uh, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. This is a rematch for the United States title. They they did a match at WrestleMania that went a minute and a half because Rey Mysterio was injured. Rey is not injured anymore and so they're redoing the
0: match. And uh, it still went <laughs> a minute and a half. <laughs> uh, yeah, I and I, I talked to Marcus about this off mic, off mic and also via DM, because, I, 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 okay, honestly, I did forget that, was it WrestleMania that that happened, that they went for like a minute yeah. and a yes. half? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, how, uh, how did Mysterio get injured during that? Remind me? It is it was, something was, no, with was his ankle. He, he was injured before. Yeah, it. he was yeah. injured prior like a house oh, show or something like that. Okay, okay, okay. Now, right, right when this ended, I texted test, I Marcus, I'm like, the end of that Mysterio match, like, it was so short, because they had to stop the match because, what's his name, Samoa Joe actually got his nose broken. And I'm like, that's a legitimate excuse to stop a match, right? To stop it in, uh, so short? So that was my thing, and Marcus was like, no, you're a fucking idiot. No, well, he didn't say that, but... <laughs> <laughs>
3: So- no, what they usually do with Samoa Joe is if he has to lose, for some for whatever reason, every time Samoa Joe loses, at least as of recently, he just gets a random roll-up pin that screws him over. And he shouldn't have really been pinned, but he got pinned. And that's, that's what they do with this character, so I really don't think that's what it is.
0: Okay, well, yeah, that was just my thought. And I, I had no idea about that, I guess backstory that that's that's a thing that happens um yeah I, I, yeah
2: Shaq your thoughts on this um I'm, I'm not a fan of the match I'm not a fan of it being short <laughs> I love these two people especially Samoa Joe's maybe in my top five wrestlers if anything he's maybe the greatest person to ever have a mic in the WWE <laughs> yeah because every time he talks he talks so much peak cash shit they're like This is so mean and ruthless, but I appreciate how mean and ruthless it is. And I kind of wish they gave him mic time in this too, but, uh, yeah, the master short is really unsatisfying. It's, if anything, I enjoyed it for just for the visual of seeing Rey Mysterio with his large adult son because (laughs) Dominic (laughs) is Dominic is like only like 20 something. He's like his child. He's like twenties, but he's towers over his own dad. Like it's hilarious.
0: Yeah, and and Rey Mysterio, if anybody doesn't know, is uh is is a short dude. He's a short guy. Um, He's like and, what five seven? I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the um, okay. Another thing I have to mention: a thing that has irked me in the last you know two pay per views now. Um, the uh <laughs> the referees uh apparently messing up <laughs> um oh yeah yeah because uh the the pinfall here Mysterio had a had a roll up I don't know the 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 term a roll up right and yeah. and uh Samoa Joe's shoulder was clearly not on the mat right uh, mm. but the ref counted it anyway so yeah and even the the, the commentators were like yeah that's, that should not have been a pinfall so what 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 is happening (laughs) they they
2: tried they tried to brush it over there's like oh hey no, he didn't get it up in time it's like no we saw that he yeah they fucked up
3: and this is one of a few moments this evening where there's actually one in the next couple matches but the refs were fucking up all night and i don't know why that was
0: but i i don't know and it uh, reminds me of the end of the uh, Becky Lynch match at WrestleMania, which uh, really irked me, and uh, was—I mean, I, uh, I'm guessing it was what's her name's fault, right? Uh, I already forgot her name. I legitimately forgot her name. Ronda, the one Rousey? Who, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> I forgot Ronda Rousey's name. <laughs> who disappeared? We 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 didn't talk about her in the in the in the uh, first segment, Marcus. Um, she's gone, right, for a while. Yeah yeah she has not been seen
3: or heard from since the last thing we heard from her is she put on instagram that she's
0: trying to get pregnant that's all we know <laughs> Just,
3: so possibly gone for at least nine months <laughs> uh
0: unless she wants to come back into the ring pregnant uh so more more, more power to... uh, anything's possible
2: <laughs> i mean it's happened on wrestling before granted it was not real pregnant <laughs> but
0: yeah <laughs> We'll do a bonus episode on the on the pregnancies. Uh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> WWE. Um, okay, so that was that match. <clears throat> yeah, and we'll talk about more about the refs fucking up later. Um, the next match. What's the next match, Marcus? All right. So before
3: this match, we had another little vignette. Stroman, Bron Stroman, backstage looking for Sami Zayn. Uh, pushing stuff over. <laughs> Alright. Uh, the next match was a steel cage match. Shane McMahon versus The Miz. This is a rematch from WrestleMania. Where Shane kind of won in a dubious way. And this was supposed to be where Miz was going to get his big win back. And that did not happen. <laughs> but as much as I would have liked to see The Miz win. I'd still, I thought this was a very good match. I thought it was... Like, they're really hard-hitting, and I don't know, the way Shane, like, bound up the the side every time that he was trying to leave, it it felt really real to me. The uh, the Miz has been doing this thing where he's really pissed off lately, and he's selling it very, very well. You believe it. I thought it was a really good match.
0: Yeah, uh, what about you, Shaq?
2: I liked it to an extent, uh, like it, I think it was serviceable for the type of story they were trying to tell. How it just essentially had yeah, the Miz just being massively blinded by rage, and just wanted to just beat the fuck up out of Shane McMahon. And Shane McMahon's like, oh, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a beast marmy and a scumbag and shit. The one thing that bothers me, which I feel like is something we were probably going to talk about, is that one spot is in wherein Miz has Shane beat. Like he has him like, completely, one hundred percent, like dead to rights. Yeah, and then pins him and uh. goes for the one, two, three. But the Shane puts his fi- his, his foot on the ropes. But uh, the fact yeah. is, because it's a steel cage match, there's no disqualifications, and yet the ref just stops anyway. He's like, "Oh, you can't do it." And everyone, even the the commentators, like, "What the fuck, ref? Like this is no <laughs> DQ. He's allowed to do that."
0: See, okay, yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. And yeah, we I um uh, because it's <laughs> I actually forgot about this part.
2: <laughs> but my uh, my, o- my only j- possible justification is that if on Smackdown Shane is like, "Yeah, hey, I paid the ref off," or he knew better that he wasn't going to risk his job, but still it's fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, um <clears throat> so okay, uh before I say anything, Marcus, do you have any thoughts on on that little incident? No I just agree with Shaq yeah. it's extremely
3: stupid. This is the second this is the second big ref fuck up that shouldn't have happened and i I'm guessing because they were so massive that they've gotta tie it into a story I but mean it's, it's it, stupid it's stupid
0: now I am confused by one aspect so uh okay, okay, in my head, and again, it's been years since I've watched wrestling regularly, but when Michael Cole was like saying, "It's no disqualifications, no disqualifications." Now, in my head, a, dis- a disqualification means you know, you know, getting a match ended for like g- getting hit with a chair, in, 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 mm-hmm. you know, in a in a straight up legal you know match, right? But when you have your foot on the rope to break a pin, to me, that in my head, that does not qualify as a disqualification. Like in that. In that field, did, did am I making any sense? It, no, cause it, cause like, is,
2: it's because it's because the thing is with, with like the ropes and shit, it's like if you're doing a pinfall and like the person is like hanging himself on the ropes to get more leverage on the person who's being covered, that's technically considered cheating, right? And right. so, if, if you have like the foot on the ropes, because there's the whole idea of like a rope break, like the rope is when you hit the ropes or grab the ropes you should not be hitting your opponent or whatever right. but the fact and with with this whole like match is that that doesn't apply so like say if they're in a submission and he grabs the ropes to do to like force a rope break that doesn't count
0: uh, that doesn't okay. exist see in in my head when even when and i think yeah you you you're, you're making sense of this for me Shaq. cuz like even in my head i'm like oh if you grab a rope, or if you know, if you put your leg on the rope during a, a pinfall, then that breaks it. But yeah, in this case, yeah, yeah,
2: it's the same thing as in like boxing. How the, when they'll put themselves on the ropes, the rep forces a break and shit. It's okay, the
0: same okay, thing. yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah. Clearly, the ref should have counted to three, and even the audience, they were chanting bullshit after that, so even they knew. So yeah, um, I don't get it. Uh, maybe... I'll, say, I'll
2: say that I did like the way that Shane got out was so scummy, but kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he slipped out of his
0: shirt. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. which is yeah. I I love how these matches end. Most of the time they uh <laughs> you know the 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 bad guy the heel right I, I should say yeah. uh like gets out of the cage in like you know the, the the most scummy way and that was definitely a pure scummy way to for for Shane to leave that that cage. So yeah.
2: Oh. I kind of want you to see like the the old Big Show versus JBL steel cage match from like 2005 because that one was Big Show literally choke JBL through the ring and uh. you're thinking oh that's gonna be it like he's gonna win like uh, Big Show like gets out of the out of the out of the cage and like JBL won it's like how the fuck did he win and then they cut back to a replay it's like he snuck out through the hole in the ring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, there was another match I was thinking of. I can't for the life of me. I don't know who was in it, but there's one match where uh, somebody throws the other guy against the cage, and the cage opens up, and then the guy just like ha- hangs on the on the cage for a tiny bit, and then like uh, drops down, then runs away and wins. So, yeah, I, I love those endings. Like, because uh, like yeah, it's to win the steel cage you have to just leave the cage or, or you know win by pinfall or submission. So. Uh, it can end in any crazy way it wants.
2: <laughs> screwy finish, but it's a funny screwy finish.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so that was that match. Again, I I, I enjoyed it. I mean, um, I I th- this is one storyline that I've been keeping track of. Uh, but you know, before WrestleMania through WrestleMania, now you know this, and yeah, I I it. because like what the the big thing for the Miz was like no, now he's like <laughs> like more sadistic now, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I I like that play. I like uh, his turn. So, yeah, I was a fan of this match. Marcus, what about the next match?
3: Um, our next match. I don't know how much we have to say about it, but it's the 205 Live uh, Championship. Uh, Tony Nice is uh, the champion on 205 Live versus Arya Davari. Um, it's kind of noteworthy that they put it on the main show usually like there is always a 205 live championship match at every pay-per-view but uh it's almost always on the kickoff show this was on the main show which very rarely happens it, I it was a whatever match too i didn't i didn't i wasn't that into it what about you Shaq?
2: i don't i don't watch two o five live is probably my like biggest blind spot but I do think all the cruiserweights are really talented is just sometimes they don't just get the actual platform to do really good matches. And I feel like this isn't the match that should have made it onto a, like a major card. Like, say, Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> WrestleMania from last year, there was Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali, who I know we'll talk about later. But those two, they should have actually been on the main card because their match was fantastic and they should have had more time and more attention to it. But Tony Nese... As much as I like him and I think he's a really, really underrated performer, this like, he's not super super charismatic, at least outside of that. And Ari Davari is just like every random dude in Dubai you'd ever see in your life. <laughs> like he flaunts his riches like crazy. Um, but like as for the match itself, like it's a fine match. I think it was good and it, I feel like it picked up really well in the end. But as, overall, it's not really one that I would go like this. Is why you should watch two hundred five live for. I, d- I didn't really get that that vibe for it.
0: Yeah. To be completely honest, I forgot this was a match until Marcus just brought it up. <laughs> but, no, but, but now thinking about it, yeah, I, I enjoyed it for for just what it was. I didn't know who any of these people were. Uh, what is two hundred five again, Marcus? What it's a cruiserweight it? show. Cruiserweight. Yeah. Okay, it's cru- and its own. It's 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 its own show. Okay.
3: Um, yeah, it's an hour long show on uh Tuesdays right after Smackdown, I believe.
0: Yeah,
2: okay. it's a, it's like a substitute cuz how Raw is 3 hours. They're like, we'll give 2 on Smackdown, we'll give an hour straight to the Cruiserweights.
0: Gotcha. Okay. All right. Now, I, I I said to Marcus before we recorded, I'm like, let's let's focus on the main card and not the the pre-match, the one that was not on the main uh, money in the back match. But this is worth noting because like you guys said like maybe this one is not worth of not worth putting in the main, you know, card. So Marcus, what was the match that didn't make the the card for this pay-per-view? Uh
3: yeah, there was a non-championship match between uh the champion tag team on Smackdown, uh Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos who are a tag team on Raw. And It was, I I didn't have, I don't have any many opinions about the match. It was fine. It's kind of similar to what they did last week when they had this exact match on SmackDown. And, uh, but weirdly, the Usos won. So I guess we're getting another match between these two teams somewhere down the line. They've been kind of blurring the lines between Raw and SmackDown's, uh, uh, rosters recently. Th-
2: that wild card shit just fucked everything up. It's like, yeah, it's-, it's made everything just stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I the, the one thing I kept hearing uh, over the course of this of this pay per view was like, oh yeah, you know, uh, this superstar is like, uh, they just got on SmackDown or they just got on Raw and they're making their name on SmackDown or Raw now. And like, how how big of a switch was this? Like, they just all just, uh, yeah. Well, Someone explain that to me. Like okay, why so, why why do that and like why have that big switch?
2: Okay, so the thing is, is that every year they have like since they've had the brand split, they've had a draft where they would trade superstars from like each show because each yeah. show has like their own individual rosters and stuff. And this year they had that, but for some reason they also decided to have the wild card which is like certain superstars can go to both shows if they so choose.
4: Ah. And I think
2: the reason I think they did that was for more for like a rating sake, because uh, SmackDown is going to Fox next year, I want to say. Right. And so Fox is like, we want some more of like your biggest names on the show. So like Roman Reigns is going to be on SmackDown, um, but they also, but USA still also wants people on their show. So, like, hey, how about we just have them show up on both things? So, it's 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 a way to have both companies happy, I feel, but it's fucking stupid from, like, a logistical
0: sense. Yeah. yeah. So, this is a continuation from last episode where Ali tried to explain to me the brand, uh, like, unification that was, like, rumored. So, this is a running gag on this show where somebody explains to me this brand stuff because I, 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 I kind of understand it more now because um, it makes sense for – well, to me, it doesn't make sense because I'd, I'd rather have these wrestlers rested and just have be on one show a week rather than two. Because, like, I can only imagine like their lifestyle. I don't know. Um, that's that's just me thinking out loud. I'm like, just have them be on one show a week. You know, have them. You know, have a break. But if this company, if these companies, if these networks want to have them, want them to be on both shows, I don't know. It just seems like a like yeah. I'm sure that'll grab ratings, but. Will the wrestlers be happy, Marcus? <laughs> uh, uh, good question.
3: I, I don't. I don't know how they
0: feel about it.
3: Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's interesting. I, it, it yeah, it sucks. I don't know. <laughs> they they already do four or five live shows a week, and now they're being called on to possibly go over and do both TV shows as well. It's
2: that's it's on messy. top of on top of house shows too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's messy.
0: It's dumb. It, I, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens when. Because when is it? Next year that Smackdown's going to Fox. Yeah, I, I believe it's in the fall this year. Oh, it's in the fall. Oh, this is year? it this
3: year? Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and then plus that, uh, that the AEW fall show on TNT. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting. I bet. Uh, okay, so that was that match. What? Okay, what's the next match, uh,
3: Marcus? Well, before we get into the next match, there is one last little vignette here. Yay! No, is there <laughs> one more? Uh, no, it is uh, Triple H going up to Braun Strowman, asking him to leave the building because he has apparently done something off-screen to injure Sami Zayn, and now Sami Zayn is out of the men's Money in the Bank ladder match at the end of the show. And Braun Strowman has not replaced him. And now we can head into the next match, which is Becky Lynch defending her Raw Women's Championship against Lacey Evans.
0: All right. Somebody explain to me why Becky Lynch is facing off against Lacey Evans. Why this is happening.
2: Okay. So Lacey (sighs) Evans, for like the past, what feels like a year, but it's probably been like just a couple months yeah. Um, has her whole shtick was literally just coming out, walk into the ring, and then not doing anything and just walking right back out. Um, just like strutting her, just strutting herself. And then the week, I think it's like the raw after WrestleMania. Uh, Lacey finally did something where she just straight up just punched Becky Lynch in the face. And with her, with her finisher, that's called the Women's Right, which <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that name. But essentially, ever since that, that kind of started off their whole rivalry that they've had for the past like month.
0: Now, I'm asking you, Marcus. Like, do do people like uh, her, um, L- Lacey Evans? Oh, hell no. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of reasons
3: not to like her. I mean, she's a bad person in real life. There are oh. many. Tell me, there's a lot tell me. of evidence. Uh for Halloween, like five or six years ago or oh, something, no. <laughs> there's Instagram photos of her dressing her child in blackface. Oh god. <laughs> there's she's like really Republican, I think. Oh. I think she was a Marine or something. I'm not yeah. sure. What?
2: Okay. well... <laughs> I know she also got roasted for Twitter because she can't cook for shit. <laughs> <laughs> like she put a picture of a, a, like a, her cooking chicken, and it was like the most unseasoned looking shit I've ever seen. <laughs> oh
0: God. Okay. Well, now I have a good reason to not like her even more. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's not all the, not the racial and the problematic like Republican
0: stuff. It's the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's like yeah, I wasn't convinced, but then you said the chicken thing. It's like oh. Get get the fuck out of here! (laughs) And
3: it's it's not even just that stuff. Like I think she's super boring to watch. She's been on NXT for at least a year now, and I've seen her here and there, and she's never done anything for me at all. Uh, She's got like a cool aesthetic, I guess. It's like this 30s, 40s pinup model kind of look. But other than that, I I don't know. her yeah, way no. of speaking is very boring. I don't know. It's I was, she's not that compelling to me. I don't know.
0: I was just very confused as to why after WrestleMania she'd be the one that would be Becky Lynch's uh, main foe. I don't know. And then, well, luckily Lynch wins, right? She wins the match. Yeah. So I mean, also, it was,
2: I'll, I'll, I'll say that I did appreciate Lacey Evans coming out
0: with money guns. Yeah, that, <laughs> for that, her
2: entrance. Yeah,
1: that was kind of cool. Yeah, That's kind of
0: cool. Oh, let's talk about the end of this match. Okay. Again. Yeah. Once again, the referees, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, Marcus, tell me what happens at the end of this match. Okay. So
3: what did happen? Becky uh, got – she was being pinned by Lacey Evans, right? Yeah, yeah. And the ref just refused to count. They were like on the ground, like they were going to count and then they didn't. And they just sat there for like three seconds. Like what's going on? Why are you counting? And eventually they did what they were supposed to do and turned the pin attempt into a disarm, disarm her. And that is what let Becky win. But it, it, there's this weird period right there where, the ref was supposed to be doing something and they yeah. were waiting on the ref to do it. and the ref uh, exactly. didn't do
0: Exactly. I'm assuming they're waiting for the ref to do one, two, and then Becky would get out of that yeah. and then do the disarmer. That's what I, I, I assume was, was supposed to happen, but it did not happen. And then you, you cut to the replay of the commentator saying there, there there's the pin. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. So, and then I asked, I don't I, uh, yeah, I, I I DM'd Marcus after that again, saying, "What the fuck's going on? How how often does do these fuck ups happen, guys? Like on 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 it's it's <sighs> a part of
2: wrestling. Like it's yeah, like no wrestling shows ever. Well, there's some that are perfect, but uh, but like uh, these fuck ups happen." so much more often than you think. Like, there's a show on on the internet that's been going on for years called Botchamania, which is essentially just (laughs) about all wrestling fuck-ups all over the wrestling world. And they're frequent enough to you'll see them, like, every month of, like, at least a good 15 minutes worth of compilation.
0: Uh, Because I, you know, back when I watched it, maybe I was more naive back then, but when I was a kid watching this stuff, I don't remember there being too many there there are some fuck-ups there were but not like (laughs) this seems like a lot in the last like two months (laughs) and especially in like big in big matches so anyway that was the end of that match again controversial ending to a becky lynch match uh but then hey there's another becky lynch match yeah we rolled directly into
3: the next match uh becky lynch defending her smackdown tag team or tag team her SmackDown Women's Championship uh, belt against Charlotte Flair. Uh, It looked like Charlotte or Becky was trying to leave and come back later, but Charlotte just came out and was like, no, we're doing it now.
0: And, um... Yeah. Yeah, And, uh... Good old Lacey Evans comes in, interferes, and uh, that helps Charlotte Flair defeat Becky Lynch. And, yeah, Marcus, um, real quick... (laughs) What was it that you said to me when I said, when I asked you, wait, Becky Lynch is is wrestling twice and defending both of her titles at Money in the Bank? Like, uh, 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 is she going to win or something? Both matches, I forget what I said, but what what, what did you say in the definite? I said, uh, you bet your ass she will. That she'll win. She will win both, yeah. (laughs) I was was hoping because
2: Cole even said a thing that, like, there's been no superstar who's ever both successfully defended two singles titles at the same time on the same night. Because, what was it? Uh, Seth Rollins is the most recent person I can think of who had the WWE Championship and the U.S. title. But I'm pretty sure he lost the U.S. title that night he was, def- yeah. I know, he, I know he defended the U- WWE championship because he beats he beats Sting and ended up forcefully retiring him by accident. But I think he lost the US title that night. I think it was to like Cena. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So yeah, I I'm not happy. Um, I, I wanted Lynch to keep those two belts. But hey, uh, oh, it's not even over yet. I mean, uh, uh, Charlotte Flair is the champion, is the SmackDown Women's Champion, but they don't have it, to Marcus.
3: Sure.
0: Uh, yeah, so so I, I just
3: want to say really quick, I thought that the Lacey Evans match was whatever, it was, it was okay. But then this one, I thought, so much better. Like, you've got that buildup of, like, the 20 minutes that Lacey and, and Becky went, and then you go into this where Becky's exhausted and everybody wants her to win, and you got, like, real drama there. And eventually, Becky did lose to Charlotte. Um... Because Lacey Evans got involved and punched Becky and knocked her out. And uh, so Charlotte wins, and then she's trying to celebrate. No, she's not celebrating. That's not what happened. Be- uh, Charlotte and uh, Lacey Evans team up to beat up uh, Becky yeah, while she's Yeah, because Becky
2: was pissed. She just went straight to beat yeah. the fuck out of Lacey.
3: And then, uh, and then out comes Bailey to save the day. She uh, destroys Lacey and uh, and uh, Charlotte, and then cashes in her Money in the Bank contract, which she won just an hour and a half before, <laughs> and and now she is your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, I thought that was a awesome moment. Really. I love
0: you love seeing that. So I know so there's funny. a there's a lot going on there, Shaq. Yeah. So your thoughts on the Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair match, and then like the lead then then that leading into a surprise match with uh Bailey and Flair.
2: Okay, so uh the Lacey match is kinda whatever is what I expected. Uh once again, Bailey and uh Becky and Charlotte is a solid match, but is one that I was so tired of seeing. Yeah. So I was pissed off when charlotte won i was like again i wasn't i wasn't happy i wasn't happy i was fucking livid
3: this this is her 10th women's title is that right
2: yeah her her ninth i think ninth but yeah so her winning again i was like this is this is actual bullshit i gotta deal with this again but then bailey came out and then she assisted and then the mo it's not until she was completely knocked out and Bailey was debating on using it. That's what I was like, Oh, now I know what they're doing. And then, so yeah, when Bailey cashes in, I was so relieved. And I realized at that point that they did, they had Charlotte win because it wouldn't really make much sense for uh, Bailey to cash in on Becky because they're both like two like faces. They're the good guys. And it would feel kind of, it would feel kind of cheap. Like Bailey's whole thing is she's, the goody goody to like a ridiculous extent. So when that happened, I was satisfied, and I was just also super cheering. I was like, "This is she deserved this."
0: Yeah. So yeah, uh, going back to me watching Bailey win the first match of the night, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a fan of hers." And Then, yeah, I I <laughs> I'm still trying to get over the fact that you know Lynch lost, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> you're but you're heartbroken. I get it. I, I'm still heartbroken. But but the fact that yeah, Bailey comes in and it, it's i love that twist i'm like oh is she gonna cash in the money in the bank i'm not too familiar i'm gonna ask you guys uh, about some money in the bank cash in moments because i'm sure there are plenty you know to talk about
2: oh there's some great ones yeah yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll ask you guys in a bit but yeah like i'm, I'm not 100 familiar with it but i kind of caught on pretty quick it's like oh you can cash it in whenever so she looks at the brief you know she looks at the briefcase she looks at, like at the at, at charlotte you know down the ground i'm like oh i see what's gonna happen and then she's the new champion and she's like celebrating she's like, oh yeah i'm happy i'm happy for bailey i it was a good twist and a good end to that you know the, the whole middle section of the pay-per-view where i didn't expect to have all this happen so yeah i by the end of it i was like okay fine if becky lynch can't have that belt then Bailey's a good fit, so there you go.
3: And she She's a person who, like, Bailey, her character, has kind of been a little iffy the last year, probably, and uh, crowds have been kind of have been stopping cheering for her as much, and this, where she's, like, the total hero. She comes in and saves the day. I think that's going to do a lot for her, because I like Bailey a lot, and I'm glad. I'm just really happy to see something like that happen.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about some money in the bank cash in moments. Because I again I'm not too mm. familiar with this this thing. So uh in the past what have been like some good moments were or some unexpected moments of like, oh, this guy's cashing in this thing and it's it's a good match. My Marcus, mm-hmm. you have you have any in mind?
3: So I don't I don't know too many exactly, but I know the biggest one that's ever happened and that was at WrestleMania thirty one four or five years ago. Seth Rollins was, uh, um, he had the money in the bank and, uh, the main event of WrestleMania that year was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE championship. Yeah. And it, at the end of the match, I don't know, was the match over yet? or the No, the match, no, the match wasn't over.
2: It? Uh, Rollins was the, literally the first time that did ever cash in mid match
3: all right and uh yeah and he won at the main event he came in he did his curb stomp or whatever and he won in the main event of wrestlemania and he was like the like the person that people wanted most to like be in that position and it was like a huge moment and it's still talked about like a hell of a lot that's the biggest one that i know of shaq what do you got uh
2: i got a i got a bunch of them i could always go with the first one the first ever cash in which was edge literally it was back in like new year's revolution 2006 john cena had literally gone through an elimination chamber beating like kane carlito Shawn michaels and a bunch of other people and immediately once that match was done edge uh viz came out with edge it's like hey i'm cashing in my title now <laughs> and edge is essentially the master of this the worst one for me was in like 2007 where it was undertaker who had the world heavyweight championship at the time he had just gone through a steel cage with batista which went to a draw because they both got out at the exact same time like literally exact second and then immediately after that mark henry had come up and just beat him up and Then after that beatdown, Edge, who was on Raw at that point, so no one thought he would ever switch shows to cash in, he cashes in, he spears Undertaker, and wins the World Heavyweight Championship. I was so pissed off about this because I was like 14 at the time. I was still super early in the wrestling thing that I almost destroyed my TV and I almost quit wrestling (laughs) at that very moment. (laughs) And uh, there's, if there's another one, a, a similar one was much later when Daniel Bryan had just won. He had beat John Cena for the WWE Championship, which no one thought would ever happen because he was at peak Super Cena mode at that point. And he wins and uh, Randy Orton comes out because he was the money in the back at that point. And Triple H was a special guest referee for that Cena Bryan match. And he was like, oh, don't don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> and of course Triple H being Triple H he backs out Daniel Bryan hits him with the pedigree Randy Orton comes in he cashes in wins immediately and at that point I was I was a grown ass adult but I was punching my pillow in rage <laughs> 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 So usually the the out of nowhere cash in is like usually what the heels do to like be an asshole it's ah. not usually the other way around and if anything there's rarely ever point, points where it's cashed in, in advance. There's maybe one, the major time where it's happened in advance was John Cena versus Rob Van Dam at ECW one night stand in like 2006. Also, where he's like, Hey, I'm telling you in a month, we're doing this in an ECW ring. And that's also one of the greatest matches ever made just for how violent that crowd is.
0: <laughs> See, that gives me some good insights, because I honestly didn't think there were a lot of those, like, spontaneous, like, oh, jumping in, like, you know, and, and being a huge surprise. I always figured it'd be like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna get you the next pay-per-view, going to have a few weeks to prepare, but okay, so that's good to know.
2: Yeah, it's only ever had, like, cash have only ever failed, I want to say, like, less than, like, five times, and only a few of them were just, like, stuff in advance,
0: yeah, yeah, and I think they put up a stat like uh, during one of those video montages. It's like, oh, that the percentage of people who cash in uh, usually win like like eighty five percent of the time or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so and also that gives me some thoughts on the final um, money in the bank match, which we'll talk about later. Uh, all right, so that was the whole Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Bailey thing and then also her what's her face um (laughs) lacey Lacey (laughs) we we don't
2: give a fuck about no lacey (laughs) around here
0: (laughs) okay one more thing about that before we move on so i'm gonna guess that lacey evans and becky lynch are gonna be feuding for a while longer right probably considering
2: (sighs) becky got traded to raw but considering she had both titles allowed her to go back and forth so i'm guessing it was a way to go like hey okay you can stick and focus to one rivalry now
0: uh, all right, all right. So I guess we'll 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 deal with that when we deal with that.
3: All right, next match, Marcus. Uh, sure. The next <laughs> it's kind of more of a segment more than a match. It's like, um, it was supposed to be Elias versus Roman Reigns, and um, Elias knocked out, um, ro- knocked out Roman backstage with the with his guitar, his acoustic guitar, and broke it. So. Elias had to come out with an electric guitar, which he has not done before. So I thought that was a real treat. So I like Elias a lot. And he did his performance with an electric guitar, told the crowd that they suck and he's great. And, um, Elias, he did his performance and they left and then who comes out, but Roman reigns, he's ready to do the match again. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, they start the bell and it's like a spear and then it's over. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but i thought it was it was a fun segment i i like elias a lot i it's it's a f- they utilize him pretty
0: well uh Shaq, are you a fan of elias oh elias is great i fucking
2: <laughs> i walk with elias all day every day <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no. He's always usually the one of the more entertaining parts of any wrestling show. Uh also I like how they use Roman how he's just like I'm going to just get my shit done immediately and just get the fuck out. <laughs> I don't like Roman works best when he's just a silent badass and I think they worked it well here.
0: Yeah, I I get that impression for sure. Um I I I have questions about Elias cuz I've seen Elias mostly just sing in the ring, right? i haven't really seen him wrestle that much <laughs> is he like a good wrestler or is, is or his shtick just the singing part he's a decent re-
2: like he's a solid wrestler but his gimmick is more than him now at this point
0: okay okay Where
2: like it, yeah. he they know that it's a reliable source of like like getting the crowd worked up whether positively or negatively but yeah
0: yeah okay okay so my question is like the match was super short, right? Like, yes. R- R- Roman Reigns did like two moves and that was it for Elias. Now, is that because Roman Reigns is so good or just Elias is so bad?
2: <laughs> I think it was just a, just a quick way. Uh, like, instead of them having a match, considering they have a bunch of other matches to get through, it was just a way to like have Elias do his shtick without it, taking too much air time.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that that makes sense. Okay. But yeah, but then that's that match. The end. Uh, any anything else about this match, Marcus? No, nah,
3: Elias had a great line at, at the end of it. How he ended his set, he said, uh, "Thank you. Good night. I love none of you."
1: Yeah. <laughs> <walking away>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: I, I
0: mean, I, I I think I think he's funny. He's 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 uh he's fun to watch. And I'm still not convinced of him being a good wrestler. I have to see more of of like him actually wrestling. So.
2: He doesn't really have any standout I, matches as much as he just has yeah, like standout I, segments.
3: I'm yeah, I'm the biggest Elias fan in the world. I could not tell you a single match. <laughs> I, I I think he could do it, but they That's just not how they use him. Gotcha. Um. Anyway, in the next yeah. uh, next match is one of the biggest of the night. Seth Rollins defending his Universal Championship against AJ Styles. This is like a WrestleMania caliber match. Like these are probably the two biggest names that they have outside of Brock Lesnar.
0: Yeah.
3: And, uh, I thought it was fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> they fucking delivered. <laughs>
2: what else can yeah, you say? It
3: really, really delivered. These two are so goddamn good and they approved it. It's, uh, it's kind of like, um, they do this more in, this doesn't happen as much in WWE, at least I don't think so, where they kind of do like a slower build. People don't often get enough time to do that in their match. They get a slower build and then they eventually work their way up to start doing the more insane spots. So that's kind of how new Japan pro wrestling matches go more often. And I really, I take to that style a lot. It's, it makes everything so more, much more exciting once you've seen the, what it took to get to that point, and yeah, by the end of this match, they're like it starts out the first ten minutes or so is just slow, nothing really, just lots of holds, they're trading punches, lots of cooldown moments, and eventually that they get to the point where they're reversing every fucking finisher and turning it into crazy uh, off the top rope moves, and it, it's it's just so awesome.
0: Yeah, it, it's the longest match apparently. Uh, yeah, I am looking at the stats now on Wikipedia. Longest match of the night, and I was totally into it. I was. I, I, I of course, I had seen some Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, you know, fights. And this is the first time they fought against each other, right? In WWE, yeah. In WWE, as far yeah. as I know, yeah. In WWE, yeah. This
2: is the first time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It no, was
0: it, fucking. It was, was not uh, fucking real, so. it was a hell of a. It was a uh, yeah. I just agree. It's a hell of a match. Um, I was totally, if anything,
2: totally yeah, I want to point. I want to point out the point when Seth went for the curb stomp, but then Styles reversed it into a Styles clash. I lost my oh, shit. Screamed, <laughs> I
3: screamed.
0: It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I I I loved it. And I, I I still like. I don't know these wrestlers. Uh, a, a lot of them, I don't know who to root for. Is what I'm trying to say. So I'm like either either one who wins, I, uh, I'm I, I'm good. Like d- during this matchup, I had nobody to root for because they were just both like so damn great. So, mm-hmm. uh, and Seth Rollins wins, and yeah, I, I I dug it. I did. So I now like I'm more familiar with these wrestlers, these two AJ Styles and uh, well I forgot his name, <laughs> Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, yeah, AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. So yeah, um. I'll say this
2: this is also the most effort that AJ has given in a match in, like, two years. (laughs) Because the thing is, AJ is one of the most naturally talented people in the company, if not in the entire industry. But in the past, like, year or so, he's just kind of been coasting on. Like, I feel like he just didn't really give much of a shit. Especially, like, in his matches like Nakamura last year, which were, shamefully, should have been like this, but they weren't um but this is the most he's reinvigorated he's been in a while so i hope that more stuff like this happens i think the roster switch if there's anybody who could benefit the most from like this this year's roster switch is most likely him
0: so i'm guessing there's going to be a rematch between these two i don't Possibly. i don't know
2: but i would hope so
0: yeah because, like, uh, what, what happened at the end of the match
2: again? Uh, didn't they, they, a- sh- they shook hands. They shook it was hands, like, right? It was like a tense handshake.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, AJ was very reluctant. He was saying, you know how hard this is for me to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'm guessing we'll see at least one more rematch. It, it's, it seems like the crowd was totally into it. I was into it. So I want more of this. So, yeah, it's good. Really good. I think so far the match of the night, we have two more matches. After this, though, so we'll we'll see what happens. Next match, Marcus.
3: Uh, sure. Right before the next match, though, we got one last little vignette to talk about. Um. Uh, the Lucha House Party was. This was totally unannounced. The Lucha oh, House I Party. I about was, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they work. That's a uh, Kalisto, Lince Dorado, and Grand Metalique. They were coming out. They were supposed to do a six-man tag team match. And I don't even think they said who the other team was supposed to be. They didn't. didn't (laughs) Yeah, they didn't. And it didn't matter because who comes out but Lars Sullivan, this big beast that they've been trying to build up. We talked about him in the last segment a little bit. He uh, comes out and he destroys um, the Lucha House Party single-handedly. And this is... uh, like, Marcelo, what you saw here, they do this on Raw and SmackDown every single week. That hell? exact segment, that happens every single week, if not with the Lucha I'm gonna be House honest. party,
0: but with a, diff- a different person. Gotcha. I'm going to be honest. I went to the kitchen during this segment, <laughs> 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 and it, it got a sandwich, and then came back. Um, but, oh, yeah, I think – I can't remember if it was on or off, mic, Marcus, now because it's been so long since we recorded that first segment. Um, because I, I was talking about the blood and how this uh, this pay per view was kind of bloody for a a modern day WWE event, right?
3: Quite, quite, yeah. This was like the third instance of blood. Like Bailey, when she got the money in the bank, she was cut a little bit. And, oh, what? she? Um, yeah, I didn't
2: even notice.
3: Yeah, it's like on her stomach a little bit, and uh, it's not very big, but mm-hmm. um, Samoa Joe. It looked like he flat out broke his nose. Was bleeding terribly. And here, Lars Sullivan he got hit in the head by something, I'm guessing maybe one of the pinatas or something, <laughs> and it cut open his head pretty bad, and it's... I love seeing blood in a show. i You don't get it in WWE unless it's totally accidental nowadays. Which, and, is, which is which
0: is crazy to me because I grew up watching just on, on, a, on a on a Monday Night Raw show back in like ninety eight ninety nine. There was blood everywhere. I mean, it just <laughs> rains. People would just
2: bleed for no reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like Mick Foley just like runs across the screen covered in blood. I mean, that's 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 what Raw is to me. But yeah, I mean. Things have changed, and the thing is, they still did that in the two thousands.
2: But no one was worse about it than Ric Flair, because Ric Flair, when uh, like whenever he cut himself open to bleed, he might as well have, like lost half his like actual body and blood because he just like caked <laughs> in the shit. And you are like, dude, you don't need to go that hard for a random segment. <laughs> like there is one, there is there is a video. I need you. I am going to show you this after Marcel. I'll look at okay. you. Where it's a, a scene where like it's. Triple H having a rivalry with Ric Flair just Ric Flair in the ring he's talking and he's going like you know I've bled for this company I've bled for this business and he's like bashing himself in the head to the point where like halfway through the promo his face is just nothing but blood and he did that himself no one hurt him but him <laughs> oh <God. laughs> See and, and,
0: and I brought this up with Marcus I'm like with the 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 potential AEW rivalry it's going to be like the 90s again where you have like a WCW equivalent versus WWE and to grab the ratings like the WWE is a, is a, in in a rating spiral to get ratings to get people watching why not bring back blood bring it back come that- on <laughs>
3: Uh, Shaq, I want to ask you about this. Do you you have an idea what the... Mick Foley is supposed to be reintroducing or introducing a new uh, title tonight on Raw. Yeah. Do you have any idea what that is? Because like, you think Mick Foley, you think of one thing.
2: Exactly. I'm thinking, are they going to bring back the hardcore title? Which... I don't. I buy. I doubt that they would actually do unless it's like the old twenty four seven rules for like stupid. Like you could just bring uh, defend it literally at any time of the day. That would be one thing. But another, a suggestion I remember I saw on Twitter today was like they'll probably have like a quote unquote legends title, sort of like how TNA did. But uh, just to just for like the stupid Goldberg Undertaker matches they're doing in uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, which, boy. That stupid ass show.
0: Oh boy. Uh, li- yeah, we, me and Marcus were planning to talk about that at the end here because uh, we were we're going to reveal if we're going to do it or not for the next episode. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but we'll we'll talk about it here in a bit. So yeah, yeah. I, I I would love it if if McFoley you know announced that they're bringing back the hardcore title because I I miss I miss that part of wrestling. But you know I you know say, I'll say I'll say about blood that I'm gl- like I'm honestly in
2: in the modern age, I'm kind of glad that they got rid of it. I, if anything, I would like that they would bring it back for extreme occasions. Like, say, if they have a Hell in the Cell match, I want there to be blood. I don't like bloodless Hell in the Cell. That's just stupid to me. Because yeah. Hell in the Cell is used I mean, for blood feuds.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's... Uh, I mean, I, I, I rewatched that Mick The Undertaker uh, classic Hell in a Cell match. Uh, I think four, it was like during a commentary too, right, Marcus? <laughs> but it was yes, a, yes. Yeah, That's that. that
3: we, I, were, I, we were also watching Paul Blart, and and Marcelo was uh, watching the nineteen ninety seven King of the Ring, nineteen ninety eight okay. King of the Ring.
0: And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but no. Um, no, but then I'll say in, in in defense of modern day WWE, I mean they still take good hits. I mean the the especially the the last uh Money in the Bank match, which we'll talk about here in a bit, uh, that was pretty damn graphic without having any blood. So um yeah. Okay, where where were we? Was there a match going on? No. Um the, it was still the this, yeah, thing. It was still that segment, right? And then yeah, then he he cut himself with a piñata. Um, and that and that's it, right? For that segment? Yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say. Pretty all much. Right.
2: Just fuck Lars Sullivan. That's all I got. Yeah,
3: there you go. Yeah, yeah. he sucks too. All right, next and, match. Uh, yeah, our next match, it is Kofi Kingston defending his WWE title against Kevin
0: Owens. Here we go. So, uh, Shaq, why don't you start us out? Your thoughts on this match?
2: All right. I've never been more conflicted in who to support. Like, you guys are talking about, like, a Ra- with uh, Rollins and Styles. This was my peak of just, like, <laughs> I don't know who to root for. Because Kevin Owens is probably my actual favorite wrestler. Like, is probably today or in the modern age, but he is my favorite wrestler. But Kofi, everything that he does means so much to me, especially last year. As a black wrestling fan, I cried my eyes out at Re- WrestleMania. So this is one of those things I'm like, I want to see him have a long, fruitful reign, but I love Owens, so I don't know who the fuck to root for. As for the match itself, I was happy with it. Like it I don't think it knocked me, like it didn't blow me away. But for the two of them, I think it was a solid showcase between the two of them, and it was a really good match.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's it's a solid match. Like I became a fan of Kofi Kingston, you know, over the course of, you know, the pre-WrestleMania, uh like that Gauntlet stuff he was going through. Uh, then the actual Wrestlemania I was like yeah this guy is amazing I don't know too much about Kevin Owens I'll say that so I don't think I've seen he him. is
2: a French Canadian asshole who's one of the most athletic and brutal people at the same time yeah like is. He's, he's a he's a big dude but he can do like cruiserweight type shit
0: yeah I was gonna say like just seeing him in this match I'm like man I'm, I'm impressed he's a big dude but he can definitely do a lot for being a big dude <laughs> I was impressed like I, I can't even do that shit that he's doing <laughs> um, but I was impressed with, uh, with the match and like, uh, yeah, uh, it didn't blow me away, you know, but it was a solid match and I'm glad that Kofi kept his title. Marcus, what about you? Your thoughts on this match? Right. Yeah. I'm right.
3: I'm right there with you guys. I, I thought it was, I thought it was very good. I just, it, it did not, did not, I, I had higher expectations for it, but there was still great stuff about it. Like the, uh, what's the um where Kevin Owens did the frog splash to Kofi on the outside of the ring. I thought that yes. was great. Uh the the craziest uh, spot in the match was uh uh Ke- Kofi did the double stomp to uh San- um San- Jesus. <laughs> uh, to Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens <laughs> on on the apron of the ring. Oh yeah. And uh yeah, that was brutal.
0: Uh, I've got I've got a question. So Kevin Owens, he can do he can just do a stunner now, and, and it's just his yeah. move.
2: That's <laughs> that's a recent thing. Like that's yeah, he only picked been that up within the last
0: month. Yeah. All right. So I guess it's okay just for him to do a stunner then, you know, and yeah. You know, mm. Even it,
2: though Stone Cold was like, you need to like that needs to finish a match. Like you need to yeah. finish with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, that, that was my thing. It's like, okay, he, he just does a stunner. Uh, has anybody uh, mentioned it? Like, <laughs> commentators are like, oh, that's Stone Cold's move. I don't know why he's, he's doing a stunner. Right? I guess it's cool, right? N- nobody else is using it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean like,
2: a... wrestlers inherit moves from other people all the time, it's not yeah. anything different.
0: Yeah. I mean, is, is, there, is there anybody right now doing a tombstone or anything? <laughs> the Undertaker they, they, They've, still banned,
2: they've yeah. essentially banned, like, pile drivers and shit. The only people yeah. who are allowed to do it are Undertaker and Kane, and that's because they've had, like, seniority and they've been doing it for
0: forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, because neck moves are fucking dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so, yeah. Anything else to say about this match, guys, before we move uh, on?
3: Uh, I want to say that I appreciate them firmly establishing that it is uh, Kofi Kingston's uh, foot that does the all the damage on the Trouble in Paradise when Kevin Owens took off.
2: Oh, he whacked the uh, shit out of him. <laughs> yeah,
3: Kevin Owens took Kofi's shoes off, and then Kofi still did the Trouble in Paradise with socks on, and it still knocked Kevin Owens out. <laughs> I thought that was really funny.
0: <laughs> All right. So that was that Kofi is the, is still the champion. So, we move on to the main event. Your main might. event. What is it, Marcus? The men,
3: men's money in the bank ladder match between Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor versus Ricochet versus Andrade versus Ali versus Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton versus Sammy could not be there versus no versus blank, blank versus blank.
0: Yes, uh, we'll talk about blank, blank. in a bit. Um, yeah, it's full of blank. So let me jump in and say this is a hell of a thing. I I was like, oh
2: wow, this this is the wildest money in the bag match in a minute. Dude. <laughs> oh
0: my god! I, I I knew of course I knew uh, Finn Balor, Randy Orton, I uh, Baron Corbin, like who apparently guys like he's he's. I'm, I'm guessing he's like a relatively. He's, how new is he? Because it seems like he's trying to uh, be a thing, right?
3: A few, few. He's been on for a few years. He won the Money in the
0: Bank two years ago. Oh,
2: I had no <laughs> he, idea. He's one of the few people who's lost in their cash-in. Okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it seems like he's still trying to vie to be like a, a top tier star in my eyes. Anyway, you know, so that my impression of him is like, yeah, he's a good heel, but a low tier heel heel he's he's a heel that
3: is like actually really easy to hate, and
0: yeah. so in that
3: respect, he's doing something good, but also, I think it's not that fun
0: to watch ever <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah he he chokes slams, i forget who through the table, which is really- yeah he. A, yeah. a super he, impressive thing, and then the the audience were still like, we still hate still you. Suck. You still yeah, suck. Right? Still suck. Cause
2: like that's still admitting like what you did was cool as shit. Because that's honestly the best joke slam I've seen in years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it was those things like hey, you know, we still don't like you. That, which, but what you did right there, that shit was cool.
0: <laughs> that was cool. But <laughs> still think you're you know, piece of shit. Um, okay. Yeah, I, and then this guy Ricochet. I don't know who Ricochet is, but I love Ricochet. <laughs> hey, uh, who is Ricochet? the flippiest flippy shit man you'll ever see <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> is is he uh is he, is he like a big name is he is... he's a
2: re- he's a huge name in the scene. He, like he's a recent signee to wwe okay okay but he does literally some of the most amazing acrobatics you will ever see in your life um he he does shit like a double moonsault. He can do... Like, the amount of rotations you think a person can do,
0: he can do more of them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, because even just seeing him here jump around like a fucking madman, it was impressive. And then Finn Balor got suplexed and slammed on... On ladders, like I lost count, like <laughs> like five, yeah, you know, five times.
3: Finn, especially, everybody went through hell here, but Finn, especially, he got destroyed. <laughs>
2: His back is gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was hilarious to see. So yeah. Oh god. Okay. That, that,
2: okay. Yeah. If we're gonna talk about the back thing, that sunset flip power bomb from Andrade to Balor onto Ugh. the ladder is brutal uh. enough on its
0: own. But the fact that he bounced so high yeah. in the air Damn. right after. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, a hell of a thing that bounce <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm thinking about it now and I'm still like how I don't know uh, how uh, again this this goes back to like you don't need blood you don't even though I would love to see blood yeah. when this when this shit happens when people are broken through ladders <laughs> when people bounce off ladders when you see that fucking those fucking hits happen yeah uh, it doesn't get any better than this for me in terms of, like, hardcore uh, matches.
2: Also, I would like to say that uh, even uh, Ali and Andrade, when they did their Spanish flight off the ladder, oh, as man. much as I don't like Michael Cole, he had one of my favorite calls that he's ha- ever had where he's like, what is wrong with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> also, also, yeah. I don't know if you know, but essentially, Kofi's whole thing wouldn't have happened without Ali. Uh, I, I had no idea. Okay, because at Elimination Chamber, uh, Ali was supposed to be in the Elimination Chamber match, but like just a few days before, I think like a week before, he got injured. And instead, they put in Kofi. They're like, all right, yeah, we'll put in Kofi. And then after that, there was just a ground swell, like an immediate ground swell of support. They're like, man, Kofi really deserves a title. And ah, so, yeah, so I, I, since no that idea. point, that's what started this whole train. And that's what got to this point.
0: Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, because I think me and Marcus talked about it uh, a bit. I, th- I think you may have mentioned it, you know, uh, months ago now, Marcus. But, yeah, I I, I I had the thought in mind, like, when exactly did Kofi get that bump? And, yeah, that, that explains a lot. Um, okay, so this match, how much more awesomeness do we want to talk about until we get to... The blank part I, think,
2: uh, I love how randy's whole thing at the very beginning was just throwing people on the same table
0: yeah <laughs> that yeah. was hilarious <laughs> uh randy orton uh i i can't i can't, re- I can't think remember if i if i watched him back when he was first on the wwe but he I, showed up around 2002 yeah so I think the tail end of me watching wrestling was I think I saw some of his matches um, when he started but yeah it feels like I've always been a fan I, I do like Randy Orton a lot
2: when he gives a shit he's one of the best wrestlers on the roster when he doesn't he's one of yeah. the absolute worst <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, Marcus, any any more good stuff before we go to the to the end of the match?
3: Uh, I'm trying to read through them. I know it's a lot of the best things have already been said. Latter, ladder, ladder, ladder. But yeah, but just <laughs> la- <laughs> I wrote ladder 500. Times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they just, they just everybody was doing all their finishers. Every single person got like a real moment to shine. Uh, and I uh, Shaq mentioned it a little uh, a little bit when he said Michael Cole, but. I think like there's a lot of legitimate criticism to be said about WWE's commentating as of lately, but uh, this was the best I have ever heard any of these people. I, they kept, they, they got me even more into the match, which it felt like they were reacting. Honestly, it like they really did a hell of a job of keeping people into the match. I thought of selling everything that was happening. Like, like, like the
0: insanity that you were seeing. Yeah, uh, I should I should mention Michael Cole. Uh, I may mention this in the last episode. Like back when I watched wrestling, it was uh, Jim Ross and uh, Jerry the King Lawler, right? Yes. And whenever one of those would not be there for whatever reason, you know Michael Cole would fill in, and I'm like. I'd be like, oh fuck, Michael Cole. <laughs> and I, I he because he was like back then like the the kid trying to commentate and that has never left my mind. It, 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 listening to listening to him in 2019, I still get that I still get that I get that impression still, even though he's like what like 50 years old or something. Yeah, um, yeah, he's still just a to me like a kid trying to commentate. But no, I mean, yeah. I mean he he does a good job decently you know, he, but- when he
2: when he's good he's great but when he's off, when he's bad he's one of the worst commentators in <laughs> yeah yeah sadly it's more towards the latter than it is the former yeah but that but the thing is I think I associate that because he's he's Vince he's one of Vince's boys and so he's a company man through and through and will like shill everything and'll we'll go to the like to the script by the book. Rather than Jr. how he would sometimes avoid meetings just to like react naturally to shit.
0: Yeah, and I get that. I I think I got that impression back, like you know, twenty years ago. It's like, yeah, he's just a a kiss ass, Michael Cole. Anyway, enough of Michael Cole bashing. That's that's end of that Michael Cole segment. Um, There'll be
2: plenty enough of that in future episodes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. Stay tuned, listeners. You'll you'll get more of that. The end of this match, guys. What the fuck? What the fuck? Marcus, you want to start? What the fuck?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Marcus, Uh, get us off here. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so
3: all this absolute insanity. These seven people are absolutely killing themselves to get this briefcase. And out of nowhere, it is announced that Brock Lesnar is now a part of the match. He is the eighth person, uh, the replacement for Raw or whatever. And uh, what he does, he just sprints straight up the ladder. And uh, grabs the thing, and he is the money in the bank hold. He is Mr. Money in the Bank after doing none of the work.
0: Shaq, your thoughts? (laughs) 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 Fuck
2: off, (laughs) Brock fucking Lesnar. <laughs> I like there was a brief moment in, in time where I was all about Lesnar and him just being just chaotic and destructive and then just got and then every time he showed up it felt like an event. Except to the point where like he's held the universal title twice and it's felt like he's just had it in hostage. And we finally get rid of him. Rollins takes the title. We're like we're finally clear of this. We don't have to we don't have to give him the title for shit anymore ever again. He doesn't have to do shit, he can just go to UFC. The fact that they bring him back again is so annoying. It's so irritating. Go away.
3: <laughs> we had, we had Especially a month and on a the back off.
2: of, like, Ali was so close to getting it. And I knew he wasn't going to get it. But it was just so shitty that you had to do this. It could have been anybody else. You could have given it to Drew McIntyre. People would have been mad, but people would have been like, okay, I get it. I understand. But it's it's him fuck that.
0: So this is something I've learned over the course of doing this podcast and talk with Marcus uh with wrestling. So I had asked I I asked you straight up Marcus. I go, "What do the fans think of Brock Lesnar?" And your answer was what, what, Marcus? <laughs> I, I don't, like, he's, he's fine
3: when he's there, like, he is legitimately good, but it's just, like, they use him so infrequently, and they use him in a way that makes you naturally, like, 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 for real, not even give a shit about him anymore, because, like, he's ruined He's one of the main reasons why raw has sucked so fucking bad. Okay. Because they do not have that championship around. And it's because he only gets paid to show up at the, at the biggest shows
2: four times a year. Yeah.
3: Yeah. One of the main things about the money in the bank is seeing the per like one of the best things about it is the person that has the, the briefcase comes out and uh, he can threaten to use it at all these different points. Brock Lesnar is not going to do that. He's just going to snap in one day and do it and we'll probably win. And like, you're not going to get any of that tension, that buildup that comes every year. I, I think it's a total fucking waste. Brock Lesnar doesn't even need it. Like, like there, there are people like Andrade or Ali who aren't big enough stars yet. If you give it to them, you've strapped them on the rocket. That's what they say, right? Rocket strap them. Yeah, And you've made their star rise exponentially with this cool thing that they have now. And you give it to this motherfucker who is already made. I, I, when this happened, I did not have a reaction. I wasn't mad. I wasn't happy. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't, I wasn't, I legitimately had no reaction at all. I was just like, okay, this is what they're doing.
0: So, yeah. So, my thoughts on it it's like a summation of like what I've learned about Brock Lesnar him just showing up for a brief moment it being shit and then him winning and that's it fans are dissatisfied so that was the match for me and his involvement that end I'm like yeah this is why people don't like Brock Lesnar (laughs) I get it now I I I compl- I'm unsatisfied with it. I don't like 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 you guys are saying I don't want to see him uh wrestle. I don't want to see him vie for this championship and hold it hostage like I've seen him do in like the few months I've watched wrestling now. So yeah, it should have been any other really for me, honestly, any other of the seven guys in there who have who were sweating, who were killing themselves during like the 20-minute match and for Brock Lesnar to come up at the end in the last minute and to take it Yeah, infuriating. So I'm like, all right,
2: whatever. It it fucking sucks. Yeah. I will say one thing, at the very least, one thing, um, because as we're recording this, Raw is going on. And I briefly glanced on Twitter, and there's just nothing but gifs of Brock Lesnar holding the Money in the Bag briefcase like a boombox and just (laughs) jamming out. (laughs) (laughs) And so here's the thing is, is Brock Lesnar's hilarious when he's an absolute troll, but at the same time, it still doesn't negate just how annoying it is
0: yeah uh, but uh but hey i mean any predictions on when he'll cash it in but what, what, what do you guys think
2: i hope he just doesn't cash it in the, like, like it's a whole year and he just forgets <laughs> and just doesn't do it
0: <laughs> uh, marcus any any idea
3: <laughs> i honestly like that idea i think they could they could uh hold it off for as long as possible and like every single championship match is going to be like, okay, this is the one where he's going to show up and ruin everything and we'll hate him more. Uh, yeah, I I think I genuinely think that's a good idea.
0: Yes, there you go. But, uh, what have we learned about WWE and good ideas?
3: Uh, they don't happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They'll fuck
2: it up in an instant.
3: (laughs) Yeah. They, they will get a good idea and then they will just destroy it.
2: They'll have a, for every good idea they have, they'll have 12 bad ones
3: yeah Uh, I also I want to make one more comment about this match Uh, I watched all of the Money in the Bank ladder matches a year ago and I genuinely think this is the best one that they've ever done it's the craziest one it's the the most insane spots there are a few that come close, but I think this might be the craziest one they've ever done. That spot where Andrade did the sunset flip over uh, the top of the ladder and hit Finn. Thin. I think that's the single craziest spot they've ever done. So I have to think they did this because they knew like they were they directed everybody to go as hard as they possibly could and to destroy themselves because they knew that this ending would piss everybody off (laughs) and they wanted to try to distract from it. Like at least the match was good. And I, I I don't know. I just, I, I just, I just feel extra bad for everybody involved in the match. Like what they had to go through for absolutely nothing.
0: I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's how money in the back ends. <laughs> that's the end of that. Um, big,
2: like it hurts me that this show was really good; it was really entertaining. But for that to end on that note is just a big old fuck you to everything. Yeah. Was, it actively yep. ruins everything
0: else. <laughs> yeah. I was I was going to bring up how you guys what you guys thought of the entire pay per view. I mean, Shaq, that's that's how you feel. It's like, yeah, overall good show, but ending sours it a bit it's sour it
2: really does sour it
0: okay uh, uh, Marcus what about you totally agree exact yeah. same exact same I mean yeah uh, for me like it's it was a good overall pay-per-view um, yeah the end uh, maybe I'm not uh, maybe it's because I'm not in it as much as, as you guys are it's it's a bad ending but I don't have I, 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 I have that hate there for Brock Lesnar for sure but maybe not to the extent you guys you guys have dealt with it longer than I have I think <laughs> So I understand the hate. There is some hate in there for me, but yeah, it's still a bad ending, but not as bad as uh, I think you guys are dealing with it. So, But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, overall good pay-per-view. And uh, that's money in the bank. That's money in the bank. All right. So here's where we're talking about the next pay-per-view we're doing. Um, Marcus. Okay. Technically, I'm looking at the calendar. The next pay-per-view, the next, I guess, main pay-per-view event they're doing is what, Marcus?
3: Uh, so, every year now for the next 10 years, <laughs> WWE is <laughs> running... 10
2: years? 10 years. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> 10 years. They're running two shows a year in Saudi Arabia. Uh, no matter the controversy, no matter what the, the, the government over there does, that is what they are doing. We, and Marcelo, and
0: I don't want to support that, right? Is that right? No. Yeah, we are actively refusing to cover Super Showdown, uh, which is happening in Saudi Arabia. So that that will feature apparently Goldberg versus Undertaker, and a fifty-man battle royal, and which also okay.
2: Triple H versus Randy Orton. Like this is essentially okay. like a nostalgia house show. Yeah. Like yeah. none of this, literally none of this, will mean anything.
0: Exactly, yeah. It's like, it's like uh, back back in the day, they used to do the, um, and I'm sure they still do it, the overseas thing, like, what was it? They oh, did one the UK, in London. The UK pay-per-views. Yeah. They don't yeah. do
2: those anymore, actually. Oh, really? So this really? is literally the best example of that.
0: Okay, yeah, because I remember seeing those and just thinking, like, yeah, uh, these plot lines don't mean anything to, like, the main... The the, what, the matches that happened that uh, they used to happen, I guess, in the UK shows had no consequence to the storylines uh, on like the, the the mainland, you know, pay per view. So, I guess that's the case for this Super Showdown, and it's another reason. I mean, obviously, Saudi Arabia, bad country, and also it, it ultimately doesn't matter. So, Marcus and I are like, nope. So, what are we doing instead, Marcus? So, yes, instead of
3: this, I am going to show you something that is guaranteed good. Uh, we are going to cover the NXT TakeOver 25 uh, happening in two weeks or in a week, maybe. Yeah. In two weeks. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that instead. Oh, uh, uh,
2: wait, this is, your, this is your first ever NXT show, right?
0: Yeah, I've never seen an NXT
2: show. Oh,
3: dude. <laughs>
0: I am so
2: NXT TakeOver is maybe the actual best thing WWE has done for literally like the past five years, at least like yeah, which, every show that you're like every show every person is like i don't know how they're going to top it in the next one and they managed to top it with the next one
0: yeah i'm excited because i've heard nothing but good things about nxt so uh it'll be nxt takeover 25 on june 1st um i will be out of town but i will see it once i get back and we'll record the episode and we'll have it out and It'll be a good time, Marcus. So, So, yeah. And apparently, there's an. I see see on the calendar, and we'll talk about this, I guess, off mic, too. There's a pay per view called Stomping Grounds happening. That's a new one, I think.
3: That's a new one? Yeah, brand new. It's like replacing Backlash, which used to be there
0: after WrestleMania pay per view. So, that's on June 23rd. So, we might do that one if that's a regular pay per view, too. So, we'll see. We'll see.
2: Yeah, that's probably the next major main roster one.
0: Okay, gotcha. All right. So, we'll probably do that one, too. So, we'll definitely do nxt takeover 25 though all right and we won't we'll we'll talk about what happens uh because okay honestly marcus i'm not gonna watch super showdown are you gonna watch uh super showdown marcus uh probably.
2: <laughs> God, <damn it. laughs> for,
0: for all the shit I just said,
2: I'm probably gonna have to watch. We're it not anyway. supporting this blood money fueled pay per view. Yeah, I'm gonna still watch I'm it. I'm gonna though. watch yeah, it. I'ma watch it though. <laughs> as long
0: as like as long as one of us doesn't watch it, we'll be fine, alright? Okay. Yeah. Fifty percent of us will not watch it. <laughs> uh okay, so that's that's our next episode. Um and that's it. I mean, Shaq. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, oh, thank you for having so me. Much-
2: the moment I found out that you guys are doing wrestling shows, I was like, you guys better invite me. So I'm glad <laughs> that we're doing it. I had a great time. Yeah, this has been fun.
0: Yeah, this was fun. Um, oh, you know what? Before we get to plugs, I had a question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I wrote it down too, and I, I think I heard you, Marcus, like uh uh try to bring it up too. Theme song. Yeah, yeah. Theme song. Oh shit, yeah. right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marcus, uh, do you have a theme song? So two hours later? Now that now that we've
3: had two hours to think about it, I must have a great answer. Yes. And uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep it to ones that you've heard. Shit, did you hear this guy? We'll see. Wh- which guy whatever. I'm gonna say Sammy Zayn. I think his is super fun, super poppy, really fun to sing along. I was at raw last week and sing or two weeks ago uh, or three weeks ago, four weeks ago, five weeks ago (laughs) (laughs) and singing along with it. Just like Becky Lynch's theme song. They're very similar singing along with it. So much fun. It's something easy for the crowd to do. Uh, and now that I'm, now that I'm saying that I thought of a better answer. Shaq, what's your answer? (laughs)
2: Um, technically it's an old well i'll 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 divide in two answers one of a like an old person who like you've seen around for a while and the other one a, a current person a uh, more newer person the older person because it's been my favorite theme and i've been using it in my video uh, wwe video games for years is fucking shane mcmahon money uh, yeah <laughs> here comes the money is one of the greatest of all time and i use that all the fucking time yeah. uh in terms of newer people I love Samojo's theme so much because it's so badass. (laughs) Like the use of those horns is just like, when you hear that, it feels like, yo, some bad motherfucker is about to come out right now.
0: (laughs) And my answer is Becky Lynch. Let's move on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is just like, you've become, your first thing is just number one fan of the Becky Lynch fan club.
0: Well, oh, yeah, I am. Uh, I don't blame you because she's the fucking best. She's the best. She is. And I'm so angry that she has to, <laughs> you know, now she's in, in a feud with, what's her name? I can't, I can't, I, I refuse to remember her name. Anyway, we'll talk about it. Uh, 30s woman. 30s uh, woman. Whatever. Uh, the, the woman who makes terrible chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I put that in your head now. That's <laughs> uh, in my head every time I see her. That's going to be in my head. Shaq. Thank you again. Plugs. Where can the people listening find you online?
2: I got a lot of shit, so I'm going I'm to keep it quick. Uh, you can find me mainly on all social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all that stuff. At Shack Excellence. That's S-H-A-K Excellence. You can also find me over on uh, sequels, the sequels of two E's where we talk about direct-to-video podcasts. You can find us over on the Talk Film Society site and our individual social medias for that, too. It's just sequels of two E's. And also you can find me over on ownofus.net where I help co-host a bunch of shit. Like their final watch begins, Eye on the Prize, the Breakfast Pub, and the Screener Squad.
0: There you go. So much to check out. Marcus, what about you? Uh
3: you can follow me on Twitter at Marcus Irving three one seven and uh listen to the old episodes of this show. This is a fun show.
0: <laughs> this show we're on now, yes. Yeah. Listen to Marking the Marks with Marcus and Marcella. As yeah. as for me, talk from society, read it. Uh, listen to it, enjoy it. Uh, Patreon, patreoncom from society Support us, get bonus episodes like this show that is Patreon exclusive for now. Then eventually <laughs> on the main. Yeah, feed. If
2: you're if you're listening to this, you're already a <laughs> supporter. So well, thank yeah, if, you.
0: Yeah, if you listen to this now, thank you. But if you listen to this months from now on the free feed, you know you could have had this earlier. You know you could have had this. You know, back in May, well, it's uh, fresh. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, back when it's fresh, and now it's like months old. All the references are old. You know, right now, you know, you could be watching uh, AEW and like reading, reading the news that AEW bought WWE somehow. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yes, Patreon, Talk from Society, Do It Up. That's it. Again, thanks to Shaq Thank you, Marcus, for joining me on this quest. I don't know. Why, I don't know why I said quest, but on this podcast. Uh, do do we have a do we have a final line, Marcus? I, I can't remember. Yeah, of course we do, you
3: know it. Uh <laughs> we're gonna say it in three, two say it together in three.
0: Okay, okay we're gonna two, say it together oh, Here we go. Here we go. Three, two, two one. one. Good. Go watch that
2: Bye. wrestling. Goodbye. Lacey Goodbye. Evans Goodbye. doesn't season chicken.
0: There you go. That's how we <laughs> it. Lacey ended. Evans doesn't season chicken. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> bye Any weather, naughty
2: dinner and leather. Call it chicken whatever, sunday get better. I want smart cookie, the bet this match rookie. My stocks on top, your checks bounce while mine's boogie. Wrist, I must rock it. stop it, I knock it. Cash looks like I got a gang of fists in my pocket. Fist in my fist in my pocket. Fist in my pocket.